blue and just hit that. Blog Talk Radio. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. 30 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Like Craig Davis of FantasyFootball.com. The Audible Cecil Lammy. Paul Greco of Mel Nick and Greco Fantasy Sports. And the fantasy football guys Lyle Cockiel and Kevin Moore. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. everybody this is red versus blue sports talk radio i'm your host scott atkins team legacy in the world of high stakes fantasy football and we are live on route to our secondary location safe safe house from the uh tornadoes and the inclement weather we're having here in indianapolis indiana um people are evacuating the highways are blocked power is out at our main hub and uh, we are we are we are broadcasting live on location. So give us a minute uh, to work out these technical difficulties. Hopefully, uh, Dave Gerzak has uh, joined us, the co-founder of the SFPC. Dave, are you with us? Yeah, can you hear me? <laughs> All right, Dave. Dave's there, man. Did you activate the chat room for everybody? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, there's a uh, there's, there should be a live chat room option so we can get everybody logged in and on the show tonight. Uh, it's amazing that we're even this far, gang. We've um, usually we have our prep time and uh, preparation for the show, and uh, power went out at about uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, and um, we have not restored power. So we are uh, Dave. Dave's kind enough to help us out and get us through this crunch. And I don't know, is Mike uh, is our is our good host from uh, Brandenburg, Kentucky, dialed in? Um, Do you see a two seven zero number on the switchboard? <laughs> No, I don't see him. I don't know if he figured out how to get how to get in and draft at the same time. Well, that's okay. He's in he's in the middle of a draft, and and, and that's the purpose of tonight's show, Dave. We're breaking down this FFPC satellite draft. It's the first ever Red versus Blue live play-by-play commentary draft, and we're breaking it down tonight. We're going to break down as many picks as possible. Uh, Dave, thankfully, has been uh, keeping me up to date with the picks as I'm on route here. And uh looks like we had the biggest shocker you could possibly expect to start this draft off, everybody. Um, recovery Boys, Tommy Yates, started off this draft and selected Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald from the one spot. Recovery Boys starts off. Uh, Dave, that's, that's got to be the biggest pick we've seen in, uh, heck, I mean, that's in the, in the history of, of five years of, of fantasy football, at least maybe ten years. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald going number one. Is this the year of the wide receiver? 
Maybe so. Well, a, lot of, a lot of people have been saying that. I mean, a lot of people have been saying, you know, that wide receivers and uh, running backs are interchangeable this year and that you don't need to go with the traditional running back, running back strategy. And, uh, you know, Tom Yates, he won $100,000 last year in the NFFC Classic, so he has proven himself as a great player. And uh, he just said, you know, I'm going to go this way. And uh, his draft's looking pretty solid. If, if you want, I can run it down real quickly. He's got Fitz at the number 101 pick. He came back with Witten at the 212. Then he took Reggie Bush at the 301. And McFadden at the 412. And now he's uh, he just picked Reggie, uh, not Reggie, uh, Vincent Jackson uh, coming back at the 501. So this team looks actually pretty decent uh, with some pass catching backs and some good wide receivers. Okay, so he took Larry Fitzgerald for everybody. He starts off with a wide receiver. You almost have to come back and get a running back at this point around that turn when you start off at the 1 1. You have all the way back at 212, 3 1 turn. Uh, this is a 12 team draft, just to, uh, to give everybody the heads up on this uh, that aren't familiar with the rules. One and a half points for tight end receptions, one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, and the beauty of the FFPC is the two flex, the dual flex. Uh, and so he, he took Jason Witten, uh, which is a very bold pick there at uh, 212. But, again, 80 catches for Jason Witten turns out to be 120 when, when you have a point and a half per reception. So he starts off with Fitzgerald, Witten, and then you said he lands Reggie Bush. At yeah, 31. he came back with Reggie, yep. Okay, well, you know, there are some people, uh, some detractors of Reggie. Uh, obviously, Pierre Thomas uh, is, is, is supposed to get that uh, – supposed to get the starting nod. Who ended up taking Pierre Thomas, and where did he go? Uh, Pierre Thomas went to uh, Mike Santos, the Coyote Streakers, at the 309 pick, so he went about eight picks later. And that's interesting okay. because I've seen Thomas going as early as the mid-second round in certain drafts before Bush, and then on this no draft kidding. he actually went afterwards. Yep. I have not seen uh, Pierre Thomas go in the mid-second yet. Uh, that I was just one draft. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I, I've researched just about every – I've been watching that guy, and he's been going about the third. If you want him, you got to get him in the third. Um, and it looks like Mike secured him at 3-9. But uh, so, so the recovery boys goes with Fitzgerald, Witten, Reggie Bush, and then you said something like Vincent Jackson? Yeah, Darren McFadden at the 4-1-2, and then he came around with Vincent Jackson at the 5-0-1. Okay, McFadden at 4-12, and, Mc, and uh, Vincent Jackson at 5-12. Well – He's been able to put together the wide receivers. I just love the Fitz pick. I think we'll probably be talking about that all night long. Larry Fitzgerald, a guy who, if he continued what he was doing in the playoffs last year, he's a 400-point guy. What running back, not named Marshall Falk or, or Priest Holmes, is going to score 400 points this year? Probably, I, don't, I mean, I don't see any of them doing that. So 350 is a good year for Larry Fitzgerald. So, you know what, if you want your guy, you got to go get him. And, uh, you know what, that's what I love about these drafters and, and we're going to probably talk about that tonight, too. But these drafters don't follow the herd, so to speak. They don't, they don't follow the cheat sheets. You've got uh, players in here that are very successful. They have their guys in mind, and they go out and get them. And, um, you know, that, that's what's going to make this draft real special. Um, let, let's look at the two spot for, for right now. That's sports betting man, Lance. Did he end up taking that kicker in the first spot, or what, what did he do here? You know, yeah, he he was lying, I think. So, you know, after five rounds of picks, he does not have a kicker yet. So, I'm actually, you know, his team actually doesn't look too bad considering that he doesn't have a kicker. He took uh, Forte at the 102. And that was, a, okay. you know, was obviously a solid pick. And he came back with, uh, he did the little mini hookup in the 2-3. He took uh, Tom Brady, a quarterback, at the 2-1-1, and then came back and took our favorite little uh, white boy, Wes Welker, the 302. And then uh, Antonio Bryan at the end of the fourth at the 411, and uh, Larry Johnson at the 502. Wow. 
Okay, so he went with the Brady-Welker combo. He also was gift-wrapped Adrian Peterson if he wanted it, and he passed it up. So is this one of those situations I'd like to hear from Lance tonight, maybe if he dials in, 347-324-5404 is the number to dial in. We'd be, we're, we're welcoming all, all guests to call in, give a quick take on their draft so far, or uh, on any feedback they want to give on the draft. If somebody comes in and snipes your guy, feel free to, feel free to bring it up. Um, but Lance, um, if, by taking Forte, was this a situation where he was already sold on Forte, thinking, okay, I don't get Adrian Peterson here or I don't get MJD, so I'm just going to go with Forte? Or did the Fitzgerald pick have, you know, he, did it just, was he so locked into Forte that he just couldn't come off of it after seeing Fitzgerald come off? I guess is what I'm, what I'm looking for there. So maybe if Lance can dial in or, or, or come in into the chat room and let us know that. Uh, we got we got a few callers actually. If you want to, we have a nine one six and eight one two and a two seven zero area code. So I don't know any of those numbers at all. all right, Anyone? All right, two, is Mike two seven zero. Two seven zero is Mike. Let's get our good buddy from Brandenburg, Kentucky, on. Uh, Michael Trent uh, drafted the eight hole. Let's hear. Let's hear from Mike. Mike, how you doing in this draft, buddy? Uh well, I think I'm doing okay. I I think I could have done a little bit better, but uh, I went ahead with uh, Michael Turner, uh, Brandon <laughs> Jacobs. And then uh, back it up with uh, Dwayne Bowe. Uh, I, I had to go to quarterback, uh, I thought, in the fourth round. So I went ahead with Peyton Manning. And then Thomas Jones fell to me in the fifth round. I felt really good about Thomas Jones. Oh. Okay. Well, what, what's Thomas Jones' ADP, uh, Dave? Is it somewhere around that fifth round pick? Is that a good pick there? Um, you know, I, if you like Thomas Jones, I think it is. I mean, it, it, I think he goes in the fourth round a lot of times. So, I mean, it, it, that's not necessarily a bad pick. He's got three running backs. I guess my only concern with Mike's team is that, you know, who's going to catch passes on his team? Michael Turner had six last year. Brandon Jacobs probably threw out a dozen. And uh, Thomas Jones isn't a real pass-catching back. So, at that point, that's my only concern really with, with, with the running backs. Yeah. He can have a, he can have a 100-catch and guy Dwayne Dwayne Bow this year. And Dwayne Bow 30 pounds overweight, you know. But other than that, you know, no problem. <laughs> Just well, kidding, Mike. Mike, Mike well, I'm, I'm definitely going like... wide out uh, right now. Uh, my next pick around, and uh, there's uh, there's two or three that just stand out at me right now, and I can't wait. Oh, it's your turn. And it's oh, Mike's up. Mike's up right now. Let's see who's going to take. Well, Mike, Mike, I noticed that uh, the Calvin uh, Johnson pick was uh, was there for you. Calvin Johnson was there uh, instead of Brandon Jacobs, and you and you passed. So. But yeah, I took Brandon Jacobs. All right, well, he's on the clock right now, so let's let Mike give a, give him a couple seconds to think about his pick here. Um, three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. We are we are on location uh, in Indianapolis, uh, on route to uh, a new uh, office but that we can. Uh, Shall bring in another caller for us? That we can broadcast. Yeah, bring bring somebody on. Let's go. All right, we have the nine one six area code. You're on the air. Hi, this is Ollie, uh, Army of Darkness. All right. How you doing? Good, how are you? Ollie, you, you, you got a present at that 1-3 spot, man. What happened here? Yeah, yeah that was, uh, was, that was kind of interesting that both uh, MJD and Peterson slid. Um, <laughs> so then I, then I had a little decision there, but decided to go with Peterson, although, uh, you know, I like uh, Jones-Drew's uh, opportunities you know, catching the ball a little bit more, but uh, yeah, that was a nice surprise. So, well, that's. You want to run down the rest of your team? I'm sorry. Do you want to run down the rest of your team with us? 
Oh yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy so far. Uh, uh, you know, I got Portis in the late second uh, coming back around. I really intended to go wide receiver there, but uh, a lot of them went early, and uh, so I just thought the value was to take Portis there. And then uh, the next couple of rounds, I got you know Jennings and uh, Chad Johnson, and then I was happy to see Tony Gonzalez still there in the fifth. And in, in this league, uh, you know, I, I like to try to get a top top four, top five tight end. So, yeah, pretty happy with the start so far. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got to be. You, you got to be just just with the with the fact that you were able to secure Adrian Peterson uh, with with very little question marks. You know, the one three. Obviously, you don't think there's there's question marks with Forte, and and I'm sure you would have been happy with him. But, uh, but yeah, to get get Adrian Peterson off 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 the gate is just uh, is just awesome. Who, who did yeah, Mike end up taking here? Uh, I don't know. Who did he get? <laughs> Lee, 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 Lee Evans. Lee Evans. <laughs> oh. I'm on the clock right Pardon now, me. so I'm going to go oh. back to listening to you guys, and uh, I'll check back in with you a little bit later. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Good luck, Ollie. Thanks, Scott. All right. All right, Dave. I just I'm took gonna, Lee I'm Evans. Gonna... All right, Mike. Uh, let's see. I'm going to click the link to the show here. I'm, I'm getting logged into the show so I can get up to speed with you guys and get get on the draft room. Uh, Dave, why don't you run down uh, the last couple of picks here so we can figure out where we're at. And I'll Not a right problem. We are, in the, we are now in the sixth round, and uh, the last four picks. Let's go. Uh, let's actually start with this round. Uh, Hawk and Roll finished the fifth round with Antonio Holmes, and then he went with uh, Jericho Cossary to start the sixth. Uh, Zuri came back with Eddie Royal, which really seems like kind of a nice value pick at the 602, great, especially with Mar- Marshall getting in trouble. You know, Marshall, you never know what's up with him, and Royal has shown so much, uh, you know, speed and, uh, you know, good ball-catching skills. I think he could have a big year. Uh, Deshaun Jackson went next. We have a little mini-receiver run. Then uh, Coyote Speakers took Joseph Adai in the 6th at the uh, 604, it looks like. And uh, Mike from Red vs. Blue takes Lee Evans at the, uh, the next pick. War Kittens comes back with uh, Willie Parker, and that is his fourth running back. So his fourth back is Willie Parker, actually. So that will be interesting to talk about his team. Um, in fact, let's just run on his team real quick. Chris Johnson, Westbrook, Drew Brees, Ryan Grant, Willie Parker um, in the sixth, and Chris Cooley in the fifth. So he does not have a wide receiver yet, but his team is pretty stacked at running back. So that will be an interesting uh, squad to look at as we finish out the uh, draft here. Well, and the um, interesting part about the FFPC is that you can start four running backs every single week. So he's bringing – you said he's got Chris Johnson. I heard Brian Westbrook too, right? Yeah, what, Johnson, Westbrook, Ryan Grant, and uh, Willie Parker. Those are his four backs. Wow. And, and so he's bringing Drew Brees with that as well. And so all he's got to do here is, is secure two wide receivers. Uh, does, and he doesn't have a wide receiver yet? No, uh, yeah, and, you know, it's funny. I've talked to, like, a guy like Baker Boy about that, and, you know, he, he's laughed and says he doesn't mind taking four running backs, and he could start guys like Mason and Isaac Bruce if necessary if your four backs are studs and you get consistent point production every week. That's an interesting way to look at the FFPC. Sometimes that strategy will work. Other times uh, it could backfire on you. Well, sure, absolutely. 347-324-5404 is the number. Uh, we are, we, we've had some uh, technical difficulties and hiccups due to the storms and the power outages here in Indianapolis. But, uh, okay, I'm logged into the draft room now, and I can get back up to speed here with the draft. Recovery Boys is on the clock. Uh, his team right now is Reggie Bush, Darren McFadden, Larry Fitzgerald, Vincent Jackson, and Jason Witten. So this is at 612. He's at the 6-7 turn here. The one pick uh, 
the one pick is on the clock with Reggie Bush and McFadden. And, I, and I'll tell you what, um, he, you know, that's some risky backfields right there. So on, on the available backs here, he's got Benson, Donald Brown, Darren Sproles, uh, McGahee. Man, I tell you what, it's a it's a it's a it's a risky spot here. Um, I don't know. I, I tell you what, it's, it's it's something you might want to play safe. But I like the upside Darren Sproles presents right here. I really like the up, upside the Darren Sproles presents. And then uh, you know he's got Fitzgerald and Vincent Jackson, so he could add another wide receiver here along the along the lines of Lavernius Coles and Anthony Gonzalez, one of those guys. So it'll be interesting to see what Tommy does here. That's right here. That's what I'm doing right now. That's what I'm doing right now. What is that? Let's see. All right. Well, as we wait for Tommy to to come on the clock, sports betting man just took Kellen Winslow. Uh, Kellen Winslow went at 6'11". And let's look at Lance's team for a second with Forte and Larry Johnson, Wes Welker, Antonio Bryant, and Winslow. Uh, Okay, Recovery Boys just took Lavernius. Lavernius goes. That's exactly what we were talking about. It's probably the, the best. I, I've got Laverius Coles, uh, Dave, as my wide receiver 15 on my board this year. He's a, he's a player I'm extremely high on in that offense to take that T.J. Hushmanzada role and run with it. And the only thing that can stop Laverius Coles is obviously the gimpy, you know, the gimpy injuries that Laverius Coles is kind of used to. But he's a tough, gritty veteran. He plays through a lot of that. And, and I, I'd feel very comfortable taking him at 6'12". If he lasts to 6'12 in Vegas, I'm feeling really good about my wide receiver three. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Coles is a guy that I really haven't taken much in recent years, but it's because I always, you know, he's always hurt, but he's always playing. So it's weird that he always, he's still producing year after year after year. And he's a guy who's, he really is an NFL player. He will play through injuries, and he's somebody you can always count on. And that's actually like the antithesis of Chad Johnson. Not that he won't play through injuries, but he's you know he's not like a he's not a hardcore player like Coles is. All right, well. Tommy is on the clock with his second pick. He's getting ready to take his second pick here of this turn. It's always nice when you're on the ends. You get to take that little bit of extra time here. You get both your guys. And uh, I tell you, the, the turn, Dave, to me, it usually sets the trend for the draft, especially about this point. If you, you could really call the run on quarterbacks if you took two quarterbacks or a run on any type of position when you're on the corners like that. Okay, here it is. He took Ray Rice. Uh, it's a player we like on this program, Ray Rice, with a lot of upside in Baltimore. Uh, he didn't get to show us much last year. It was a three-headed monster. It probably will be again this year with LaRon McClain and Willis McGahee in, in, in the fold. But LaRon McClain's moving back to fullback. Ray Rice has the explosive upside. Uh, obviously, being fans of the Big East here uh, with the Louisville Cardinals, we got to see a lot of Ray Rice. And uh, I don't know if it's this year that he's going to take that next step, but I think we're going to eventually see it, whether it be this year or next. So, um it's interesting to see him take Ray Rice, and then uh, well, sports betting man just took his pick with Donnie Avery, uh, and and he needed that pick. He with with Wes Welker, Antonio Bryant, Donnie Avery makes a nice uh, makes a nice uh, flex option. Um, he took him over Anthony Gonzalez, though. I'm not too sure I could I could possibly take Donnie Avery over Anthony Gonzalez. Mike, Dave, do you want to comment on that? No, I, I wouldn't. Uh... Well, I'm in the draft, and in my opinion, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make that move. It's a bold, it's a bold pick, especially with Mark Bolger. Uh, not really, no. I think that's going to be a run first offense. Anthony Gonzalez is a, is a pretty safe option if you can get uh, Peyton Manning's number two uh, any any chance in the sixth, seventh round. I think you have to take it. And Army of Darkness is on the clock. Ollie 
Um, he's on the clock right here with Greg Jennings and Chad Johnson. Um, Anthony Gonzalez would look pretty nice on that lineup right here as we expect him to go here with this next pick. Um, he has Adrian Peterson, Clinton Portis. He's already got a good backfield, and he has his tight end secured with Tony Gonzalez. And at 1.5 per reception, it's very important to get that tight end secured. So I, I fully expect Anthony Gonzalez to come off the clock here. But, uh, you know, anything's possible. If, if, if you really think you, you need to have your quarterback, uh, Tony Romo's still sitting out there, Phillip Rivers, Jay Cutler. You've got a whole bunch of them, though. Oh, he did it. He took Tony Romo, guys. <laughs> Tony Romo's off, off the board. Um, you know, when I look at that list of quarterbacks, I think what Ollie must have been thinking, and if he wants to sign back in, he can, but there's a whole bunch of quarterbacks still left to go in a, in, a, in a cluster, and I put all of them from about Romo to Rivers, Cutler, Ryan, Schaub, all those guys, Roethlisberger, Palmer, Castle. I put them all in about the same bucket, although Romo does have a little bit, obviously, more upside than those other guys, so it's a justifiable pick. Yeah, I probably would have liked Rivers a little bit better myself, probably, but um, that's just my personal opinion. With Romo, I mean, it's like you have Roy Williams, who's a little bit flaky, and then you have Witten, and then there's not really much after that. So. Hey, uh, Dave, I just jumped into the Billy, switch. Billy Waz just took your guy. Billy Waz uh, scoops up Anthony Gonzalez. Let's take a, let's take a look at Billy Waz's team while we're here. Uh, he's a consummate professional, been a been a high stakes uh, performer for years in the NFFC. Uh, Steven Jackson and Marshawn Lynch, very strong combination. And I want to talk about Marshawn Lynch here in a little bit. Um, but he got him at 5'6". Uh, that's a, a, a heck of value there. And, 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 Dave, when I think about Marshawn Lynch and what, he's, what, what teams are faced with when drafting him, I think back to last year when somebody like you has the guts to take Steve Smith missing two games at the beginning of the year. And all you need to do is find a fill-in for those first couple of games and then you look at a team like yours, and you're like, how in the heck is he able to start Steve Smith there? Well, it's because people were down on him because he was missing those two games. And now if you can get those first two games out and maybe pull out a, two W's out of there, you're looking very strong for the rest of the year. Well, absolutely. I mean, where would you draft Marshawn Lynch if he wasn't missing those first three games? Where, like the late second, early third? No, all you got to do is snakes. Fred Jackson, which you can get him in the tenth round anyways. Nobody even takes Fred Jackson, so big deal. You already got that position covered. It's a great pick, great pick. Oh. I'm going to try to dial in here and get a better connection. And okay, is okay, that a better connection? connection? Um, maybe. <laughs> well, we're going to hope so. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. Now I'm on a, on a landline just in case. Um, I can go ahead and disconnect that line. Um, Dave, this is you, right? Nine two zero. And then who's this nine one six? Is this still Ollie on the air? Yeah, I'm not sure who's number. Who's the two seven zero? Oh, that was the. That's Mike, right? That would yeah. be Mike. Okay, nine one six is off the air. Okay, well let's take a look at what's going on in this draft. Coyote Streakers is on the clock, and so Mike, uh, Mike's on the clock. He's got a minute and a half left here on the clock. Let's take a look at what he's been able to pull off uh, from this nine spot. Ladanian Tomlinson, Pierre Thomas, very strong combo. Ladanian Tomlinson at one nine. Um, some say the wheels are, are ready to fall off that wagon, and others are saying, you know what, you got to still, you, you got to still give the kid a chance. Um, Ladean Thompson, Pierre Thomas, he ended up taking Philip Rivers, so he's really hitched his wagon to the San Diego Chargers here. He took Reggie Wayne at two four, uh, Hushman Zada at four four, and Greg Olson at uh, five nine. So he was able to secure a tight end who we really like on the program. 
uh, 5'9", Greg Olson. He's somebody that I think uh, I'd be thrilled to have in this format. I think Greg Olson is ready for a breakout year, Dave, uh, with Jay Cutler. I could ease. I mean, this is a guy that had, what, 59, 60 receptions last year? And you add Jay Cutler to this offense, and I know some are saying Kyle Orton ran a pretty good offense there, but Jay Cutler's going to zip it around. If you watch that kid play, he can zip it anywhere on the field uh, all day long. And Greg Olson is the type of player and the type of weapon that Jay Cutler is going to need to rely on early and often throughout games. And, and I can see Greg Olson easily eclipsing 80 receptions this year. Good value. It is, yeah, it is a good value. It's definitely possible. I mean, they have Devin Hester, who's their deep threat, and then they have a bunch of young rookie-type receivers or young guys or unproven guys. So Olson's a guy that I think the Cutler's going to have to rely on all season. Day Drinker's in the chat room saying that he's getting robbed tonight. Uh, he must be getting sniped a little bit on this draft, and I think these, these drafters can uh, get used to that. Hawk and Roll is on the clock. Ian Ritchie, uh, they're on the clock here at the 7-12-8-1 turn. And uh, let's take a look at what they have available. Uh, Marion Barber and Steve Smith, Terrell Owens and Roy Williams. Uh, very, good, very good combinations there. Marion Barber. At the 201, by the way. Okay, so we went Barber Slayton, and then he yep. went um, Owens Roy. So he went running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver. Now he comes back with two more wide receivers here at this turn with Santonio Holmes and Jericho Cotchery. So he's he's going to start he's going to try to start four wide at this point uh, with Santonio Holmes and Jericho Cotchery uh, as his other two flex. Um, Marion Barber, I'll tell you what, um, this is a guy that that we've been talking about here the last couple of weeks, um, a, a top five running back last year, if it weren't for those last couple of games that he missed. If you look at his average and those last four, four games where he really didn't play that much, uh, if at all, uh, if, if you take those games out of the equation, he was on pace for a top five season. And to see him falling out of the first round and, and a lot of times mid-second, Mike, I remember we were talking about this before the show, uh, to see him falling out into the mid-second, uh, late second even, uh, on occasion, uh, I guess they're really worried about Felix Jones coming in here and stealing carries. Well, I mean, look at what Felix Jones did uh, toward the uh, end of last year, November, December. I mean, he he, he was explosive. And uh, Marion Barber was pretty much sitting on sidelines in the third and fourth quarter. So, now it's your turn. And it's All right. my turn. Coyote. Coyote Streakers, uh, Mike Santos took Devin Hester in the eighth. That's another player we like on the program. I think Coyote Streakers is having one heck of a draft right here. Uh, Mike is on the clock. Let's run down Mike's team real quick. I'm sure he's going to pick his player here. Peyton Manning, anchoring the squad in the fourth round. Uh, I was able to get Peyton in the fifth last year, so it's, it's decent value. It could be a little bit better. Michael Turner and Brandon Jacobs, uh, you started off strong at running back. Had to come back and get some wide receivers. You took Dwayne Bowe and Lee Evans, and that Lee Evans pick was at 6'5". Uh, so we're going to look at this draft board a little bit and see who else he could have had there instead. Uh, he took Lee Evans over uh, Lavernius Coles, Donnie Avery, Santana Moss, and Anthony Gonzalez. Um, you know, Terrell Owens is, is on the team. He's there to take away and be the number one. Uh, that's definitely going to open some things up for... Lee Evans, and he's gonna he's gonna face some corners that that um, you know maybe a little bit easier for him to defeat here. So not a bad pick, but what does he do now? Um, Darren Sproles is there. Uh, you know maybe he he didn't sign that contract for nothing. Um, I don't know. You've got a wide receiver here, Mike. What are you thinking? 
Mike's in 37 seconds, and I have no clue. <laughs> Mike's in deep thought. I think Darren Sproles is the best pick here, but, uh, again, that's my opinion. Uh, you know, you've got uh, some other guys that could have great seasons. Bernard Berrien, um, Donald Driver is, a, is, is somewhat of a safe of a safe pick. You've already got your you've already got your quarterback, and Mike takes yeah. Steve Breston. What, what what do you like there? You're, you're, you're banking on the Bolden departure. Yep. Yep. Uh, Steve Breston is able to. Uh, he showed up last year, especially the last uh, five six weeks, and he was a uh, he's very. Uh, Significant injury of their offense, so uh, I'm going to go with him. Uh, God, man, I could have done better. Could have done better, but you don't like that. You don't like that pick now, huh? Are you having regrets? Yeah, I am. But got to <laughs> go with what you got. <laughs> I love it. Three four seven three two four five four zero four. Mike is already cussing and swearing at his draft uh, with that with that recent pick. Uh, who do we have in the chat room tonight? We have a pretty good chat room. Missouri's here. Billy Waz, Carl Horn. Uh, welcome to the show, Carl. Uh, Coyote Streakers, Mike Santos, Doctor Dish, Duck Boy, Fantasy Assassins, Fantasy Mojo. We got a slew of guests in the show. About ten or fifteen of them here. Uh, feel free to uh, sign in and register so you can be part of the chat. All you got to do is go up to the top there. Sign in, register, get you account real, an account real quick. It takes you about 30 seconds. Then you can be part of our live chat. Uh, Cotrax is here, Rex Kwon Doe, uh, Rylan O'Flu, Sports Betting Man, the Prognosticator, Waiver Junkies, one of the friends of the program, uh, War Kittens uh, in this draft, and the Blazer 916. Um, let, let's take a look at some of these other teams here. Billy Waz is back on the clock with his 8-7 selection. He's got about 20 seconds left. He must be deep in thought here. He already has the quarterback. He already has the tight end. Uh, he's got Tony Gonzalez as his flex, Anthony Gonzalez as his flex right now. Um, Dave, what do you think he should do here? Oh, let's see. He's got the two backs. He's got three receivers. I think he should take Kevin Walter. <laughs> well, and that's what he did. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Walters off the board uh, again, a, a breakout player last year. Darren Sproles just went to the Niners. I was I was waiting on to see, to see where he went. I think that's a little late for him. I think a couple of guys are going to be upset that they passed on him uh, for that long, and especially for Billy Waz. I kind of think that uh, that would have been a nice pick for Marshawn, you know, and and maybe just to get some points there. I'm sure he's looking to back him up with Fred Jackson here in a little bit because who else but a Marshawn Lynch fan is going to go for Fred Jackson, right? So uh, you know yep. that, that's that's probably what he's going to do. We should look um, at 99ers team a little bit. He's got D'Angelo, and then he did get Jonathan Stewart in the uh, fourth round there. I thought that was an interesting choice. Well, hey, you know what? They they, they did um, pretty much what um, Tennessee did. You had two players that could start pretty much on any week. And if Jonathan Stewart plays is healthy, um, he's the type of back that can they, – they can both produce in that system. Mm-hmm. They, they, they can both produce, and, and I think you could have two viable starters there, especially because of the – the powerful running game that these guys have, uh, it, it's, it's almost, uh, you know, Alex really pulled this off for years. This guy, Alex Kaganowski, uh, co-founder of the FFPC, he pulled this off for years um, in the Ant Sports Leagues. He would take two wide receivers from the same team. He would take Wayne and Marvin or Fitzgerald and Bolden. Um, and I'm trying to remember recently what it was. Uh, he pulled that off once before uh, recently. And it was it was the same strategy, but it was basically – 
the theory was, yeah, you know what, you might not get a big game from both of them, but one of those guys is going to have a 25-point week. So you take that 25-point week and a 10-point week, you've got 35 points between them, and you've got, you've got a, a, some really nice solid starters, plus the fact that those guys are even more explosive than that at times. Sometimes you get a 35 out of one of them and a 10, and you end up with 45 or 50 points out of those guys. And it's, uh, it's worked in the past, and it could definitely work with the combo of D. Will and Jonathan Stewart. Um, not to mention the fact if D. Will goes down, you have an absolute Larry Johnson in the making here with Jonathan Stewart, just a powerful force that um, could really carry you to the title if you haven't. But fourth, fourth round uh, is a little bit high for that. Yeah, it might be just a little bit early as far as that goes, but yeah, I think you really want to ensure that he was going to get him. If you flopped Warner with Stewart, let's say you took Warner in the late fourth and Stewart in the fifth, you'd probably be saying, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. So I, I guess it works out okay overall. Well, and you can't miss him. Uh, this is the type of draft, like we said, these are drafters that will refuse to, to miss the guys that they want. They will overpay if they have to uh, to make sure that they get their guys. I just really admire that about these guys. These, you know, you, they're, they're not the cheat sheet followers. They don't follow the herd. Um, they're taking guys because they, they want to have them, uh, and, and they don't, they don't want to miss them. So, and I think you can just throw the ADP out the window. I mean, look. Larry Fitzgerald went 1-1 in this draft, okay? This is not, your, this is not a draft uh, for the faint of heart here. And I can't wait to get uh, Tommy on to talk about that 1-1 pick. That is a bold pick, and we're going to be breaking that pick down probably for the next you know, three or four weeks, probably heading into the draft because, Dave, I think that's the kind of pick that at the end of the day it transfers over to Vegas when we get there and when we arrive and we're in the FFPC drafts, we're in the WCFF drafts, I think this is the year where you could see something like that happen. It doesn't have to be the AD, uh, Adrian Peterson, MJD, Forte show this year. You could actually see some players taking Randy Moss, taking Larry Fitzgerald or Andre Johnson, something along that lines, because the mere fact wide receivers are plain and simple just as valuable as running backs anymore. You could see that happen. I'm curious to see if it will happen when someone's actually putting, you know, 1500 bucks down on it versus 150 So, I mean, that, that's where I'm – it seems like people's uh, – their guts shrivel up just a little bit more when there's a lot more money on the but line. But explain that to me, though. Even on a, on a Fitzgerald year without the play, I mean, he's still a 350-point guy, right? So what's the problem with that? You're still going to get running backs. You, you can't get a wide receiver like Fitzgerald at 212. I mean, you can get Greg well, Jennings. Yeah, you get Greg Jennings, who has a 27-year-old quarterback in his prime, not a 38-year-old guy who's injury-prone. So all of a sudden you got liner thrown to Fitzgerald, and all of a sudden he's like 900 yards and six touchdowns, and your draft is done, and your team is over, and that's it. With wide receivers, you do have to rely on not only your own health but quarterback's health. Running backs, you only have to rely on your own abilities and your own health. So that's one that's one caveat, I guess, with a pick like that. Well, that's a very good point, and and, and a point I would have never made because I'm not uh, as evolved as you are in this world of high stakes fantasy football. Oh, what our but now but no to talk. <laughs> but no, it is it is a good point, and and I totally agree with you. Uh, but then again, you've got the injury factors for the running backs. The running backs, you, I think statistically, if we go back and we look at missed games, I think they miss more games than wide receivers. Um, they miss more time. They go out with injuries. Uh, they, they have the committee rule, and, and especially with the, with the fear of Bolden and, and whatever going on there. And to couple that with what Fitzgerald did in the playoffs, I mean, the guy was a beast in the playoffs. If he plays like that, uh, you know, you could have a 400-point season, and, and I don't think any running back's going to touch that. So, um, Absolutely. You're totally right, totally right. I mean, he could go crazy this year. I mean, he was a total monster in the playoffs. It was unbelievable. But so was Antonio Holmes, I mean, in the Super Bowl. I mean, he was, he was a monster, too. And, and, you know, I could, I could see, could, could that transfer over? I think a little, bit of that, a little of that will. 
Um, but uh, anyway, hey, you know what? He's a Pittsburgh guy. He loves Larry Fitzgerald. And you can't, you know, I, I see a couple of guys in the chat room uh, knocking it. And, you know, Azuri, he's, he's welcome to his opinion. He's in this draft. He, he should be calling in and talking to us um, to tell us about that pick. We actually have a caller. Uh, well, let's go ahead and take this one from the 310 here. Let me, let me enable this. 310, uh, state your name and where you're from. Michael Bronte, Los Angeles. Invictus. Invictus, Invictus PZ yes. for cheese. How you doing, fellas? Doing, uh, listening to the show. You having a good time? Well, we're, we're we're doing better now. The storms have cleared a little bit. Matter of fact, that first cell came through. We had tornado warnings all throughout the night, and the first cell came through. It's already gone and passed. They say that the mother storm, the mother cell, is coming through here at about midnight. So if I if I'm only here for another thirty minutes, that's why because the mother storm's coming through and knocking the lines out. But I will well, be you, on as long as possible. Well, uh, we will be here. You got You're gonna have to come out to LA and do a show. Uh, you know, location. Well, I'm all up for it. Hey, what do you think about this draft? You, you, you've got it here in front of you. What, do you think somebody's yes, I, walking I, away I, with this? Uh, I, there's a few teams I really like. Um, I gotta wonder. I gotta question uh, the hawk and roll. I mean, uh, a lot of these guys going way early. Jamal Lewis, Ju- uh, Julius Jones. I what do you think are they taking a dive here? They throw in the match. <laughs> I don't think anybody will intentionally throw it here. Uh, when you look at <laughs> when you look at what he did on the turn there, Jamal Lewis and Julius Jones. He's obviously getting carries. He's getting startable players. Um, to, to couple with what he already has is a starting lineup. So he already has a starting lineup. He's looking for uh, what bye weeks, uh, bye week coverage and uh, maybe a possible injury. But, you know, he's got two starters, Jamal Lewis and Julius Jones, in the eight, in the 7-8 turn. So I, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of the way this guy makes his team. He builds them to, for a starting lineup. He has that secured. And now he has his bye weeks covered. Maybe, the, maybe that's how it works. I was a little surprised. Um, I could have gotten I, – I get the philosophy – I didn't agree with the players, but that's my case. But, uh, yeah, I was very surprised with a couple of the guys going as early as they did with him. Well, at this point in the draft, I don't know which, which players you, you, you specifically would target, unless it's, unless it's actually these here. Uh, but the, at this point in the draft, um, he could have had um, a player like a Donald Brown, or an unproven rookie. He could have had another receiver, but it would be a bench player. Uh, Bernard Berrien or something, because he already has four wide receivers starting. Uh, at that point in the draft, Darren Sproles was still available. So, you know what, I, I kind of agree with you there. I kind of like the upside that Darren Sproles presents over Julius Jones and Jamal Lewis, who, who are those kind of steady guys, and, and you, who knows what's going to happen in that offense. Julius Jones got every opportunity in the world last year and didn't do anything with it. So, Yeah, yeah I think he's going to lose that job uh, midway through the season. And he's not going to get the goal line either. Who? Who's going to lose it to? Duckett sucks. Duckett. Yes, Duckett. The duck will be in. But, uh, no, the Marion Barber, Barber, I think he could have weighed. And I love Slayton. Um, I think as much as I hate to admit it, the uh, Azori team got off to a great start. I was surprised these guys uh, let him do such damage. Well, let's pull up Azori. We haven't uh, got a chance to talk much about Don uh, Terminiello. Uh, Carson Palmer, Kevin Smith, no Sean Moreno. Uh, his running backs are Kevin Smith, no Sean Moreno, and Derek Ward. Uh, very powerful. Uh, Derek Ward, yes. a, lot of, a lot of people like. 
with the great with the start of uh, Andre Johnson and Randy Moss and so, Eddie uh, Royal yeah. and Eddie right. Royal. Yeah, he uh, like I said, I don't. <laughs> I was a little surprised he did as well as he did. Dave, Dave Azuri has a powerhouse. What's that? I, I said Team Azuri here has a powerhouse team. Uh, Kevin Smith, No. Sean Moreno, and Derek Ward. Okay, are there question marks there? Yes, there are question marks. Matter of fact, I was listening to a show on Blog Talk Radio this afternoon. Just to go to show you, you've got to watch some of the listen to some of these shows to get different perspectives. But uh, one of the guys there was saying that he fully expected Buckhalter to get more work than no Sean Moreno in the first eight weeks of the season. If that were to happen and you spent a fourth-round pick on no Sean Moreno, you'd be in trouble. Yeah, I think that's foolish. I think anyone who thinks that no Sean Moreno is not going to get a ton of carries and a ton of catches is an idiot. I mean, no Sean Moreno got picked 12th overall by a brand-new coach who's, who's run his Hall of Fame, not Hall of Fame, but he's run his Pro Bowl quarterback out of town, and now he, now people actually think that the number 12 overall pick isn't going to get playing time. They, they've got to be crazy. No Sean is going to play. He's going to play a lot, and he's going to get a lot of catches and a lot of carries. Right. But well, I also go ahead. No, he he's right, and uh, again, I, I think McDaniel's definitely wants to put his stamp on this team, and uh, with Brandon Marshall. I I wouldn't have, you know, I, I mean, Brandon Marshall obviously has the uh, great upside. I, I I wouldn't shock me at all if this guy doesn't play. Mike, Mike, Mike Trent, are you on? Are you here? I'm I'm just listening. Okay, we're getting we're getting a lot of feedback here. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, cancel a line or a line or two here to find out where that feedback is coming from. Okay. Hold up for for a minute. All right, Mike. Yeah. Okay, did you just get did you just get auto picked? Yeah. What I happened? Got, I got kicked off. We got, we got a storm coming through and I'm just trying to deal with it, so Oh. Uh, I I got auto picked uh, Matt Ryan, so that's okay. Okay. Um Mike got auto picked with Matt Ryan, a storm coming through, so you have a backup to Peyton Manning at this point. That's a that's a real uh man, that's devastating. That's yeah. devastating. It's, it kind of sucked, but that's all right. Did your did your phone go off uh, go off the air? Because uh, you know if you catch yeah. us like that, we we can hit the call commish button. One of the guys here can hit the call commish button, and they'll be happy to help you out with that. So if if something like that happens, make sure and let us know. Hit the call commish button. It'll freeze the draft. That's what this is for. We have live support with Mock Draft Central. Somebody is standing by right. to help us out. It just it, it was for it was for a couple minutes, and uh, I was like, well, shit. Yeah, well, I mean, sorry about that, but <laughs> so I was like, I, well, heck, I mean, you know, I, I want to tight in at that spot, but uh, that's all right. I'll make do. All right, we've got uh, 347-324-5404 is the number. Is, hey, Scott, it's rolling. I mean, these, these storms, I mean, whoo. Yeah, well, it's covering the entire state of Indiana right now, so uh, we're not the only ones. We have a caller uh, calling in on the. Uh, actually, it's it's a uh, it's a um, click to talk caller. State your name. Where you're from? Hi, uh, yeah, this is uh, Ben. I'm from Texas. All right, Ben. What do you think of this draft so far? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just I just got on, so I haven't heard much. Just uh, actually got on right now. Okay. Well, we're we're breaking down a live draft from the Fantasy Football Players Championship. All these guys ponied up $150, 
and they are they are competing for a this is a satellite draft for a seat at the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Um, you can check that contest out at myffpc.com, uh, and they're giving away a $75,000 top prize. Uh, so if if you think you're uh, ready for some high stakes action uh, where the big boys play, then uh, go check them out. All right, all right, thanks. Okay, Ben. All right, we're we're back here on Red versus Blue. We're uh, we are taking callers tonight. Uh, they'll they'll chime in and check the draft out uh, periodically. Um, you, there is a click to talk option. You can you can come through, kind of like Skype. If you have experience with Skype, it'll just uh, pop you on, and you uh, you don't Hi, even need the phone line. Mike, Mike, uh, Trent, our our co-host is drafting tonight, and uh, so uh, I think I'll take both Skype. Are you on the clock right now? You got a minute left. Yeah, I got a minute left, and I got to get a tight end. Okay. Well, let's take a look at let's take a look at what's available. You got Bo Scaife, uh, Mike. Your guy is sitting right here that you like all the time. You've been talking about Vasanti Shanko going off this year, and if, if he gets Brett Favre, you don't think this is a good place to take him here? I don't know. It's uh, Bo Scaife looks pretty good, but uh, Bo Scaife? He's a man. Wow. All right, Mike. I don't know why you don't take your own advice. This is your advice. You're fighting your. your you're competing against yourself at this point. You're not even listening to who you, you know. You you want Shanko, right? I want Shanko, absolutely. Okay, boy, I thought I almost had to talk you off the ledge there for a minute, man. <laughs> no, we're good. All right, three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. Uh, we're breaking down the fantasy Lord football. War Kittens came behind me with uh, Greg Camarillo, and I think that's a pretty nice pick in this round. It is a good pick, and we haven't and we haven't talked about John Duckworth yet. So let's let's pull up War Kitten's team and see what he's been able to pull off. Um, it, he's he, his running backs right now are Chris Johnson and Brian Westbrook. We did bring this team up briefly because he has four starting running backs, along with Ryan Grant and Willie Parker. So there's his solid four running backs uh, that he has to come at you every week. Okay, then he comes out with Lance Moore and Bernard Berrien. Uh, in the seventh and the eighth round, so he waited for his starting receivers for the seventh and the eighth round, uh, and he also grabs up Percy Harvin and Greg Camarillo. Uh, look, you know, some some startable players, uh, some players that are very unpredictable. They are players that can go for six for uh, 80 yards and a touchdown, but for other weeks can can completely disappear on you for three for 30, three for 50. Uh, the good thing is that he does have Drew Brees as his quarterback. So he is going to uh, make up some points there. And he has Chris Cooley as his tight end. And, again, Chris Cooley in this format, excellent tight end to have because he's, he's, re- he's reception heavy. 80, 90 catches out of Chris Cooley turns into 120, 130, 140 catches, uh, 140 points because uh, you get the point and a half per reception. Uh, John's putting together a, a draft but neglecting the wide receivers, Dave. Uh, you commented on that strategy earlier. Do you think it's panning out? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, it, with, he took Barron and Harvin, so he, he matched up two receivers from the same team, which is uh, you know usually a good strategy. But I mean, you wonder how how much Harvin, how much damage Harvin can really do this year. I mean, what's he gonna catch like 30 balls, maybe 40 balls? Yeah, I don't I don't see him going for like 80 for 1108 touchdowns. Uh, Lance Moore could be good. Of course, he's coming off an injury as well, so you know you have to hope that he's okay. And Camarillo as well, coming off an ACL, so. You know, obviously, Warkins, what he's trying to do here is he's just trying to stack receivers 
an upside receiver at that and hoping he can find two that work out and then he'll just play those two guys along with his four backs. Well, and that's uh, you, you brought up a good point about those injuries. I, I know Camarillo, they say he's going to be ready uh, for, for practice. Uh, and then Percy Harvin is a very explosive player. He's one of my... One of my most exciting players I want to watch this year. I'm, I'm a big Reggie Bush fan. I love watching him as a fantasy owner when I own him, uh, just being able to watch him play and score points for me. Reggie Bush is in that category. Uh, D'Angelo Williams is in that group for me. Maurice Jones-Drew. Um, and then Percy Harvin is another one of those players. Uh, I, I think Chris Johnson, too. I mean, what we saw last year, every time he catches the ball, he could just be gone. And Percy Harvin's that same type of player. If he can get up the middle, if he can go up to the outside and cut to the corner, these are guys that can flat-out fly, and the secondary will have a problem catching them. So, uh, you know, it's a risky strategy. Um, I, like this, I like this strategy when you're talking about it in um, draft master style, when you don't have to uh, worry about who you're starting every week. But um, it's, it's, it's a much riskier strategy when you're talking about taking those players when you have to start them every week. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's a little risky for my taste. Yeah, um, I tend to agree with you when you're looking at that, when you have those receivers and you just, there's not, if he had one guy maybe that you could count on, maybe if you, he had taken someone like a Dwayne Bowe or he had like a Steve Smith or a Marcus Colson, I guess that would be a little bit different, but he doesn't have that one player. Yeah, well, he's got Drew Brees, and so Drew Brees, very likely when you take a player like that, is going to make up those points for you on a weekly basis, at least, you know, half a dozen points or something along that line um, to get you to get you through those those points but uh, I don't know the rest of it um, you know it's just uh, you've got you've got to catch lightning a little bit with you know somebody like a Bernard Berrien or, or, or something along that lines to, to get you through a, a tough spell uh, we are getting some storms uh, you know cutting out the internet here in Indianapolis so I'm going to take a quick uh, break Dave if you could just run through the the, the picks here for a little bit until I can come back on, maybe you could take us to a commercial or something along that line to play a song for the listeners. Uh, <laughs> do I well, even know how to do any of this stuff? I mean, it's like you know, I'm, it's like you know what? You've got a switch. Like, you've got a switchboard there. You're a smart guy. You'll figure it out. Uh, there's there's <laughs> plenty of plenty of people. Mike has ran a show before. Mike Mike has oh, ran several you. shows before. Hey, I'll tell you what, Dave. If I can run a show, you can. Yeah, and Mike's here too. So uh, while I, while I bow out for a minute, you guys can um, carry on with the show. And I'll be back as soon as our internet connection comes right back. All right, well, Scott's hey, going to, apparently Scott's going to take a leak. So uh, now the show is up for me and Mike. We're just going to be like drunk idiots here. Go ahead, Mike. Let's talk. <laughs> that sounds like fun to me. Uh, I tell you what, uh, you guys and the uh, FFPC have done a lot of a uh, lot of great things, and uh, you got to feel good about what's going on with. Uh, not just me, uh, you know, I'm just a little boy from uh, Brandenburg, Kentucky, but a lot of people throughout the nation and what you've done and uh, what's happened, uh, it's got to feel good. Yeah, it does feel good, actually. I think uh, everything's going really well as we enter our second year. And now, you know, now that, now that Legacy's gone, let's just talk about the FFPC and turn this into like a, you know, two or three minute ad just for our contest here. You know, that's what we can do. <laughs> that's All right. <laughs> no, I do. You know, I think things are going well. Everything's great. You know, it, it's really fun uh, to hear the players talk positively about the contest. So that's all good stuff. Well, I, you know, when I uh, when I signed in, uh, Scott kind of he, he was one that uh, he said you need to sign in, get on it, get on the site. Uh, I haven't been to Vegas for the uh, main event, 
But uh, I think everybody that uh, is listening, they need to really think about going to the main event uh, for the FFPC to uh, to do that because, I mean, that's a lot of fun. Uh, the only times I've been able to meet you, Dave, is uh, actually in Chicago for the FFPC. But uh, yeah, yeah. what you guys have done uh, is an outstanding thing, and uh, I just love it. And one of these days I'm going to come out to Vegas and uh, uh, hook up with you guys. Well, come on, it's 200 bucks. What's the flight cost to Vegas? Let's go. You know, we got free drink tickets too, Mike. You know, come on, we gotta get out there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, do that. That's where our dinner costs in Chicago. What's that? I said that's where our dinner costs in Chicago when we're yeah, uh, before that draft. You know, I mean, yeah. so why Weber not? Weber Grill, baby. Weber Grill, I know. So, uh, what are you up? What are you up in a few picks here now? And Army of Darkness is on the clock. Who are you looking at now? What's your next pick? Well, me personally, uh, I've gone with uh, gone with a couple quarterbacks, and I got timed out, which is pretty embarrassing. But uh, uh, the next pick, I, I'm kind of looking at a uh, you know like an aging uh, running back, wide receiver. Uh, you know, I was looking at both skates, but uh, somebody like a uh, Justin Gage, maybe. Or a uh, Michael Jenkins. Yeah, that's true. You could go with one of those guys. You still have Muhammad's out there, Steve Smith from the Giants. He might be actually an upside guy. Yeah. Any of those guys so could work for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna find somebody because I, I have no problem with the bye week. My bye weeks are done, so uh, now I'm just trying to find fillers. And well, it's the eleventh round. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> Hey, why don't you take the Pittsburgh defense? No one else has take, taken them yet. Start the defense around these suckers. I, uh, I'm not going to take uh, defense. Uh, I, I've got a lot of those And it's in, uh, it's in round about uh, round 14 as far, uh, as far as I go with the uh, defense kickers. Well, uh, defense. That so, Billy Watson in Norwood, that was a good pick. <laughs> It's my turn. Okay. All right. Well, now don't screw this up. This is a, this is an important pick here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been known to screw it up now, Dave. Now take your time. You got a minute and forty-seven seconds. This is see, this is your chance for glory here. You got Hightower's out there. You know he's another guy you can take go with. My <laughs> chance for glory might be Tim Hightower. Yeah, that's not, I mean really that's not a bad choice. I mean, there's no assurances that Wells has that position. Once he gets the ball around the goal line. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to watch. Oh, Steve Smith went right before, uh, you know, hopefully work in. Work in six Steve Smith. You know, Steve, he's taking all these receivers. Just, you know, one of these things might pan out for him. Was Dominic uh, Hickson still on the board? No, I think Hickson's gone. Somebody took Hickson. I think. No, who I'm going to take? I'm going to take Lawrence oh. Maroney. There you go. That's my guy. Wow, you know, I, and that was another conversation I heard about uh, No. Sean Moreno this morning was the fact that, uh, you know, the coaching staff there has that Bill Belichick tree in them, and uh, is, is No. Sean Moreno just this year's, you know, a, a Lawrence Maroney waiting to happen in that offense? Now, a healthy one, hopefully, but, uh, you know, somebody that can pound it and bruise it and but be just a timeshare guy with the other ones. I, I think Moreno's got more talent than that. I think he's a, a weapon all the way around, but it, it is interesting to see how they've utilized players like him in the past. 
All right, we're trying to get logged back in so I can uh, I can join you guys. <laughs> Been one of those uh, one of those wicked storm nights across Indiana this uh, this night. So uh, you know, I'm just looking at Daydrinker's text here, and I really like the what he's done with tight end. He just took um, you know, because in the FFPC a lot of times you have guys taking tight ends really early, and Daydrinker's actually waited. He, he he waited all the way until what is this, the ninth and the eleventh rounds. Ninth and eleventh rounds, and he took uh, Dustin Keller as his first tight end, and then Vernon Davis as his second one. And both those guys are, you know, they're both young guys that, you know, that have upside. Keller has upside. Vernon Davis hasn't proven anything, but he was playing in Mike Martz's offense last year. I kind of like Vernon Davis this year as kind of a sleeper pick. So that was a good one. Well, I know our good friend at BFD Fantasy Football is very high on uh, Vernon Davis as well. Lou Tranquilli, I, I heard uh, he's been going after him a, a couple of drafts that I've seen. Uh, he, he's been going after him and, and, and securing him in some of these drafts. And Dustin Keller is a guy that I think is fantastic. I think he's got a load of talent. Um, as a Jets fan, uh, you know, I, I should go out and get his jersey. I mean, I think he's, uh, I think he's, uh, from everything from what I'm hearing is he's, uh, he's given this defense fits, uh, and they're not even, they're not even tackling yet. So, you know, this is, um, this is Dustin Keller's chance. You've lost Lavernius Coles in that offense. Well, you lost Brett Favre too, but when you lose Lavernius Coles. And you try to replace them with, um, you know, Stucky and, uh, you know, some of the other weapons that they have there. They're all they're all options that, you know, Keller's going to be the guy that will get open in the middle of the field. And and uh, I like what Keller's Keller's upside there. One of the one of the good things that uh, Day Drinkers uh, does. And as a matter of fact, I talked to Josh earlier today. I want to do a, a show on the Day Drinker decisions. I love that contest. I love I love those uh, those that questions fun? that it asks. I think I think we ought to do a, a show on the on the day drinker decision. I would love that. I would love to have him on there, Scott, because uh, just some of those uh, different uh, scenarios he puts out there. I mean, it's like some are no brainers, but some are you really got to think, and that uh, that would be great. Well, for those of you that don't know it, it's, it's a uh, it's a contest that runs on the FFPC message board, and he'll give you some options. You know, okay, it's just a contest of who can guess. Uh, the most out of these 20 or 25 questions right. But he'll, he'll put them out there and says, okay, who's going to have a bigger season, uh, Dustin Keller, John Carlson, or Greg Olson, you know, and pick. And, uh, you know, you just have those types of discussions. They, they force you to start thinking about those types of decisions that you're going to eventually face in the draft anyway. And so it just kind of gives you that time to think about those types of uh, decisions when you have them and when you're on the clock so that when it comes time and you're on the clock, you're not so um, – awestruck by the situation so it's kind of nice uh and I, like i said i'd like to get josh on here um you want to break down his draft so far you said he had a couple of tight ends what else is what else has he been able to put together uh well let's see he started with frank gore in the first round and let's just go through his running backs of course josh is in uh he's a big uh, cardinals fan so beanie wells was his fourth round pick so that's his okay number two back. <laughs> and uh <laughs> he had to get one yeah, exactly. You got one guy from Arizona. Felix Jones is the number three, and Donald Brown is his number four. So it's like his number, and Shady McCoy is his number five, which actually that's a sick pick in the tenth round. I don't know how Shady McCoy makes it there when you have a gimpy Westbrook. And uh, anyway, that, so I actually like his running backs a lot, even though Gores is like his only like true proven back. You have like Wells, Felix Jones, Donald Brown, and Shady McCoy. I mean, if one of those guys doesn't isn't like a stud running back by the end of the year, I will be free. I will be shocked. Actually, I think that's almost impossible that it wouldn't happen. And then he took Roddy White uh, as the number one receiver, uh, Brandon Marshall, um, which you know, wow, they're mixed on him. Yeah, I know Brandon Marshall in the third. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is his number three. 
And uh, he only has three receivers right now, so he's going to go running back heavy. And his quarterback is Schaub, and he's got those two tight ends, Dustin Keller and Vernon Davis. And he just grabbed, he just grabbed Sidney Rice, actually, as his number uh, four wideout. And, and, and I'm kind of surprised that he didn't take Hightower. If, if you're sitting on Beanie Wells in the fourth, and you're sitting here in the 12th round, you don't take Tim Hightower? I mean, you, you've got Frank Gore as your only other running back. Felix Jones is an option, obviously. Um, but if you've got Beanie Wells, doesn't Tim Hightower's value just vault up a little bit? And you just passed on him at 12-3, so there's very little chance he comes back all the way to 13-10. To um, I don't know. Big I think chance I think take him if uh, Cody doesn't. Yeah, well, you know what? Isn't Tim Hightower still the starter? I'd love to, I'd love to hear somebody. Come on, Tim Hightower's still the starter. I, you know, Beanie Wells has he ever been able to stay healthy in college? So, you know, three four seven three two four five four zero four. Somebody with some inside knowledge, come on and uh, let us know what's going on uh, with Beanie Wells. The big the big knock against Hightower is he gained what three point two three point three yards per carry last year, and that's not going to get it done in the NFL. So. Uh, Beanie Wells might end up being the starter and come uh, week six, seven of uh, the NFL year next year. But uh, right now, it's uh, touchdown Timmy, and uh, if he leaves him to me, then I'm gonna take him. The cops are all around you, man. It's crazy over there. Crazy in Indiana. <laughs> the buzzer meter is definitely. Uh, at a, at, a, at a high here with um, with Mike tonight. It's at least at a solid eight and a half. There it is. Tim Hightower's off the board. Sean Green just off the board too. We've got a caller from the seven three four seven three four. State your name and where you're from. Ormine, Michigan. Cotrex message board. Hey, Cotrex, how are you, buddy? What's going on? What's going on? A friend of the FFPC. What do you think about this oh, draft yeah. tonight, buddy? Oh, man, it's kind of crazy, kind of crazy right now. Just checking it out. It looks pretty good overall, you know. The team I like the most, I, I like what Azuri did, you know, that Andre Johnson and Moss and Eddie Royal, I, I kind of like that. I'm kind of feeling that. You hey, know, and it, then with the, he has a good voice for radio, doesn't he? he should, <laughs> dude, you should host this. You sound great. Nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that to y'all big fellas. I'm a little fellow on the clock. <laughs> Well, I think Billy. I like I like Billy's Calvin Johnson in the second round. I think that's that going that deep in the second. I think is going to kill a lot of people because I think that Calvin could be the number one receiver this year. I well, really you, do. you you bring up a good point, uh, uh, Cotrax. He Mike passed on Calvin Johnson, and when he did so, uh, and I, we were we were getting the show set up here. I said, mm-hmm. you know, Calvin's on the clock, or Calvin's here for you. He ended up taking Jacobs, and I mean, the the, the 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 I think the common response to that is he he plays for Detroit, you know. And, and that's more of a reason to have him, though. I mean, I live I live here in Detroit, you know, and it's like they always playing from behind. I mean, what, well, how, how much more are you going to use the guy? I mean, you're <laughs> playing from behind all the time. You're you're down twenty to nothing before you look up. So you so what are you going to do? Hand to Kevin Smith and get back in the game? I don't think. I mean, it, it's going to be yeah, like well, you know, I, I garbage. I think you've caught in here before, uh, but when you're when you're trailing uh, twenty to nothing, twenty-seven to nothing, twenty-eight to nothing, uh, you know you, you're going to use Calvin. But uh, yeah. the bottom line is uh, we've got to see something that's going to uh, make me want to take Calvin. Well, I think I yeah. think we saw I think we saw his game breaking ability last year. Uh, After Roy Williams left, it was all Calvin Johnson. I mean, I think that's what really. 
made him plateau. I mean, he was still shining before Roy was there, but once Roy gone, I think that's what, if you look at his stats after Roy left, they were just kind of through the roof. I mean, they, they were awesome. Yeah, I, th- I think he showed us enough to uh, to justify that pick. But, again, you know, there's nothing wrong with a Brandon Jacobs pick. It's oh, a very, not at all. Very not at good. all with Derek Ward gone. With Derek yeah. Ward gone, not at all. Yeah, you're going to get uh, a ton of carries there in New York behind a great offensive line. Nothing uh, – Nothing to be afraid of. And I, and I like what Billy's put together, too, here uh, with Calvin and Edwards. Braylon obviously has to get a, uh, a, a another shot at this. Uh, you can't just lose your, 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 your ability to catch in a season. Uh, he had plenty of drops, but, uh, you know, maybe it had something to do with the quarterback transition there, just, you know, getting the flow with another quarterback or the, or the spin or how, you know, the, the type of pass that he's throwing. I don't know. Uh, I'm not ready to write him off just yet, especially when you, when you take Kellen Winslow out of the offense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody's got to be the go-to guy. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like what Billy did. He he took Marshawn Lynch in the fifth, and you know what? Marshawn in a couple of weeks is going to be just fine. Now he backed him up with Willis McGahee and Jarius Norwood, so he's going to be starting McGahee or Norwood um, in week one, two, and three. Uh, yeah. And so the question is, can you win your league? Uh, and, and Dave, you may want to refresh us on this format. Um, but is, is this a 12-week regular season, and then the top four teams, just like the regular FFPC, make the playoffs? Um, if I recall correctly, in the satellite formats, the top six teams make the playoffs. Um, in the first two teams, we get a first-round bye. Uh, seeds three through six will play in week 14, head-to-head. And then uh, you go to the semifinals in week 15 against the, uh, you know, the one and the two seeds, and then you go to the finals in week 16. It's, it's overall points to get to the to get to the seating, if I remember correctly. Okay, okay, so it's overall points. So so wins and losses aren't necessarily as important um, as the uh, as the points. And yeah, that's correct. Just in case teams get abandoned or something like that, which wouldn't happen in this draft, but every once in a while on a satellite, you get abandoned teams. So that's why we went with the total point season for the first thirteen weeks. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, we like what we like what he he put together, and then um, you know what? A, a team we haven't talked about yet is Team Thompson. So let's break down Team Thompson. Don Thompson's uh, a, again a veteran in these formats, and uh, played in the FFPC last year. Let's take a look at this squad. Uh, Cotrax, you uh, you want to stick around with us and break this team down? I'm, I'm right here. I'm right All here. Right. Of course, yeah, I'm right here. So he takes he gets uh, Maurice Jones-Drew gift wrapped to him at the five spot. Okay, feeling yeah, great about that. Yeah. <laughs> comes back at the two eight with Steve Smith, three five great. yeah three five <laughs> Ronnie Brown, and then overpays a little bit but gets Dallas Clark at four eight. That's where the, the, you're going to find out if this draft is working or not. Is Dallas Clark going to have that another type of season? I think so. I think, I think so too. You, can, you take away Marvin. You take Marvin out of there, even though he was on his down year. Those those past targets got to go somewhere. I mean, those targets got to be divided between Wayne Gonzalez and Clark now. So, you know, then you take Rhodes out of that, that he caught he caught some balls too. So now Clark, I think, is a good pick there for it. That's what I I believe that. Well, and Don kind of took a, a page out of my playbook in the Genesis draft this year. I kind of forewent my wide receivers. Uh, I mean, Torrey holding it up as my number two, you can tell. I, I, I kind of just said, okay, I'm going to grab everything else. But, and he took he takes Donald Driver as his two. Uh, and he grabs two tight ends here. He has Dallas Clark and Owen Daniels in the sixth. So um, Owen Daniels, Dallas Clark starting every week on you. Uh, that's going to be kind of scary at a one-and-a-half points per reception. Uh, Cedric Benson is another starter he has here. 
mm-hmm. um, to go with Maurice Jones-Drew and Ronnie Brown, and then a quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Not bad. Yeah, I, I, Not bad. I, I think he pulled it off. Uh, you know, the wide receiver mm-hmm. spot is, again, going to be a question mark. He has to fill mm-hmm. a, a wide receiver, too. But do you, feel, do you feel uneasy about starting Donald Driver in a Green Bay offense? I don't. Not really. I mean, I had him last year. He wasn't. He he got he had three kind of blow up games, but he was consistent. He, he didn't really kill me, you know. The ten, right. eleven, twelve points they were there. I mean, right. they were there on a weekly basis. So you know, at that point, you know, like I say, he, he drafted Burris, and if Burris can sign somewhere, you know, that that can be his wide receiver too if he can get in sync with the office because Burris is a guy, as you know, he was with the Giants. He didn't practice all week. Or every game wasn't practicing all week, but he still had the numbers. So, you know, that will be interesting to see. Hey, let, let, let's check in with Mike here. Mike, you're on the clock. Is everything okay? Is your Internet connection up and running? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just uh, figuring out uh, what I want to pick. Oh. <laughs> Mike passed out yet. <laughs> all right, Mike, you're on the clock. Uh, let, let, let's take a look and see what we, we can do. He's got a minute left on the clock here. He's obviously got Peyton Manning and a backed-up Peyton Manning with Matt Ryan. Michael Turner, Brandon Jacobs, solid. Uh, Lawrence Maroney has a flex there for the RB3. His wide receivers are Dwayne Bowe, Lee Evans, and Torrey Holt. Pulls out Torrey Holt in the seventh round. So that's a starter right there for you. And then Shunko uh, as your tight end one. So uh, not a bad job, Mike. Uh, Your bench is Thomas Jones. You have Thomas Jones all on your bench, so he's going to be a starter for you. Steve Breston and Tim Hightower. Not a bad draft here, Mike. Not at all. Sticking in there a little bit. I'm, I think I'm going to go Bo Okay. Well, Bo Skay is going to be the pick. I like this team. I think I would go with somebody that I that I could probably count on a little bit more than Bo Scaife. I kind of like the upside that Miles Austin has. Uh, he's still Bo on Scaife. the board. Yeah, I see you took Bo Scaife. Uh, you know, like I said, Miles Austin is out there. Somebody's got to fill that role. Uh, Jason Witten's obviously going to get the targets. Uh, I'll be able Dallas. to get uh, Miles Austin in uh, week four, or in uh, round fourteen. Now, Mike, when you took Michael Turner, were you thinking about taking uh, your your running back back up there? Were you were you thinking about taking Jarius Norwood at any point? It, yeah, I sure did. But uh, at that point, uh, you know, I was like, I wanted Thomas Jones, and I, I, you know, and then Lee Evans come up, and Torrey Holt come up. So it was just, no, nah, I couldn't do it at that point. I think Thomas Jones was a great pick personally. I would have took him over Lynch. That's just me. Well, I love the I Kyle do. Orton. I love the Kyle Orton pick here by Day Drinkers. I'm su- I'm kind of surprised Coyote Streakers didn't take Kyle Orton because I think he's mentioned him to me before. Uh, I kind of like what Kyle Orton's upside is here. Um, now Azuri's on the clock. No Sean Moreno owner. You think he might take Buck Halter on just the off chance that uh, Moreno's not the guy here? Would that be a smart pick? That makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. I mean, he did do a good job. He got Derek Ward and Ernest Graham. He paired those guys up, so that was a really good move. Yeah, you you paired up your RB3, um, and and so, you know, he's got Eddie Royal also. What a great pick that is. Eddie Royal, Randy Moss, and Andre Johnson. Nobody wants a piece of those wide receivers coming at you every week. Um, The question will be, can Kevin Smith and Moreno hold the fort down while those three wide receivers are going off on you every week. I think Derek Ward is an instant starter in that on that team. Yeah, yes, there's no one else to start. And and Azuri is on the clock and he's not feeling good right now. 
he's, he's using some uh, some language we can't use on the air. Well, we can't. We don't, we don't, we don't have any sanctions. I've become pretty good friends with uh, Donnie in the chat room. Uh, oh, you guys you guys are perfect for each other. Oh, we are. I mean, we we we. It's a match made in heaven. It's something else. But to uh, collect. Will you quit that? <laughs> Flacco is on the cl- uh, off the board here. Azuri took Joe Flacco to back up Clark Palmer, and, and it's not a bad move because Palmer. Uh, you know there are still some question marks. Not for me. I don't have the question marks about Palmer. I know he didn't look good last year. I don't think that carries over at all into this season. What do you guys think? No, heck no. I mean, Carson Palmer's going to do what he needs. Well, as soon as I open my mouth, I'm going to get the wah, wah, wah. But anyway, Carson Palmer is going to do what he needs to do. He's trying to make Cincinnati better. I'm going to move on, Palmer. <laughs> what do you say, Dave? I, I'm not a fool on Palmer. I mean, ever since he got – Ever since that uh, ACL injury, he's never been the same quarterback. I mean, granted, it's, it's been a few years. Can you do it without Hoosman's out of? Yeah, oh, yeah. has gone. Yeah, he's got Coles, I guess. I don't know. It's not a, I mean, I that was his guy, Hoosman's out of. I don't know. Man. All right, 347-324-5404. We are into hour number two. Hour number two of a special episode of Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. We're breaking down the first ever FFPC live play-by-play commentary draft uh, tonight uh, for a seat at the Fantasy Football Players Championship. We've assembled a all-star cast here in a, in a loaded chat room. Uh, we're just breaking down the draft and seeing what kind of decisions have to be made in an FFPC format. And this draft, for everybody that, that, that came on late, started off with uh, recovery boys, Tommy Yates, a champion of the NFFC in 100,000 last year, taking Larry Fitzgerald with the number one pick in the draft. Uh, you know, when you draw the one spot, hey, you can't get out of it. Uh, that's your spot. Deal with it. And if, if you want a stud wide receiver to anchor your team and you feel like wide receivers are, the, are, are what's going to garner the most points, Fitzgerald's the guy you got to have. There's no chance he comes back to 212. So he took him at 1-1. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm thrilled about the pick. I think we'll be talking about this pick for the next five weeks and, and, and probably for the next two months as the, as the season approaches. I think it's one of those picks that will, will, will promote uh, different schools of thought when it comes to what you start your team off with. And we already started to see it last year, guys. I mean, we were starting to see 10 and 12 wide receivers going in the first two rounds. We started to see Randy Moss going in the top six picks. We started to see Terrell Owens go with the six and seven pick last year. I, I know I did in the NFFC. I saw him go at number six. And I saw him go at four in the NFFC last year. Yeah, I'm already writing this player down, and it, it's me, it's me, it's me. We've got uh, Azuri and uh, Josh, Cody, and then myself. But, yeah. And, and who would that be? <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> sure you can. <laughs> Buzzometer is live and in effect tonight, gang. Hey, another player, another player that I see out here on the board, guys, is a number one receiver on his own team. You can get him in the 14th round. It's Justin Gage. Here's a wide receiver one on his own team. He kind of showed what he was made of there that in the in the last couple weeks of the season in the playoffs. Justin Gage is the number one wide receiver. There's still a wide receiver one on the board here. Okay. Yeah. Missouri. 
Oh, are you wearing it? Just a, just a book you, the you piece of crap. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, apparently, oh, apparently Mike's, uh, a Mike shard pick choice. was taken. He took the shard choice in the 14th oh. round. And I think that's a good that's pick good for, uh, for Josh. Yeah. Josh was a little thin on the running backs uh, with Frank Gore and Chris Wells as his RB2. Uh, and Tashar Choice, I think, is the natural backup to Marion Barber. I think if Marion Barber goes down, Mike and I were talking about this last uh, earlier today, Mike Santos. I think I agree. I think I think uh, I think Tashar Choice is the natural backup to Marion Barber when he goes down. I think Felix stays in the game and kind of plays that complimentary back, kind of the playmaker, the hit home run type guy out of the backfield. I think Tashar Choice automatically becomes that guy. Okay. Yeah, like that. Mike, you're on the clock here. Well, you got one minute left. You're in the 14th round. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, for all the listeners, Mike is uh, competing against the big dogs here. He's got Peyton Manning and Matt Ryan at quarterback. Michael Turner, Brandon Jacobs, Thomas Jones. That's a solid three running backs there. And Tim Hightower to boot. You've got Dwayne Bowe, Lee Evans, and Breston as your wide receivers. So here's where the help is needed. You need the help at wide receiver. You've got Dwayne Bowe, Lee Evans, and Steve Breston. Let's stay focused here. And uh, let's see what he does. You've got Patrick Creighton out here. You've got Justin Gage, like we talked about. Um, you know, what else do we see out here? Oh, here's a player right here. If I'm Mike, I take Earl Bennett. Earl Bennett from Chicago. Go out on a limb. Jay Cutler needs a new target. Um, what's wrong with Earl Bennett? I like Earl Bennett here, Dave. Absolutely yeah, nothing wrong with him. Nothing's wrong with him. Absolutely nothing's wrong with Earl Bennett. Make a pick, baby. Five seconds. Oh, Five no, he's seconds. Time out. Yeah, there we Devon go. Best. Devon oh, the Best. The computer made a good pick. Devon Best. The computer made a good pick. <laughs> no, I made that one. <laughs> oh, you picked him. Good job. <laughs> Down to three seconds, baby. Hey, well, let, let's see what John Duckworth has to say here. He's on the clock. Does he? Does he agree with us? Nope. He takes Chris Henry. <laughs> Nobody likes nobody likes this pick, Earl Bennett here. He's in the fourteenth round. What's wrong with Earl Bennett? Isn't he the wide receiver two in Chicago for Jay Cutler? Yeah, how many catches did he have last year against Scott? Oh, maybe like what, three? <laughs> oh zero. He had zero catches for zero yards. Okay. Well it's about it's about three. Close to three. But Cutler you he and Cutler used to throw the ball around at Vanderbilt, so those guys have a rapport already, so he he might actually have a great year. There you go. I think it's definitely worth the upside in the 14th round, the, the upside that he presents. Um, man, I'm just surprised that other people aren't on him. Uh, let's see what Billy does. Billy's a pretty wise drafter here. Let's see what let's see what he does. Got some. Uh, you've got Justin Gage out here. Hey, come here. Got some upside with Darius Hayward Bay. Coach, is that your kid? No, I don't have any kids. It's my nephew. <laughs> Well, Coach Rex, thanks for coming on coming on the show, yeah. man. Yeah. We we appreciate you uh you helping us out. Absolutely. We're gonna take another caller. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and uh make sure you come back for our, our coverage of the big payback draft. It'll be a lot of fun too. What day is that on? Um what I don't have that? I don't have that in front what date of me. Is that, Dave? Unfortunately. Um uh, let's see, I don't know. That's <laughs> August, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Computer. Yeah. Computer. Check, check out the boards and we'll have it there for you, buddy. Orman, thanks for calling in. We're going to take a call from the 770. 770, state your name and where you're from. 
It's the War Kittens. Hey, John. Yeah. How are you, buddy? What's up, Scott? Dave, how y'all doing? Good, how are you? We're making it. The roof's still on, man. The roof's still here. He's here to I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, let's let's break down this draft for War Kittens. Uh, he was drafting out of the seven spot. I love Chris Johnson at the seven. You you got to be pleased with that. Two six Brian Westbrook coming off coming off a little bit of surgery should be ready for the preseason. But to get him at two six, you're like okay, twist my arm. Um, three seven, you end up with Drew Brees, and then we've talked about this draft a little bit uh, at length already. Um, you end up starting the four running backs. You have Ryan Grant and Willie Parker. And you kind of piece together the wide receivers. So talk to us. You got Lance Moore and Berrien. What's what's the strategy here? Well, I mean, Berrien is the number one receiver on the Vikings. I think Favre's going to be the quarterback of the Vikings. If that's the case, I think Berrien has a pretty good year. Sure. Lance Moore last year had more points per game than Colston, and uh, from the time Colston returned from his injury, still had more points. Yeah, he's come off a, a, a shoulder surgery, but everything that I'm hearing is he's going to be ready to go. Okay. So, you know, he's a number two receiver to me in a very productive offense for wide receivers. I've got uh, Barian, who's a number one receiver, who if they get far, will improve. And even if it's Sage Rosenfels, I think he'll improve. Um uh, a little bit of a flyer on uh, Percy Harvin because he could turn into Reggie Bush. Um, so he's on the bench. Steve Smith from the Giants. I honestly think in a point-per-reception format that Steve Smith will be the number one scoring wide receiver for the Giants. Um, uh, I saw Peyton start to rely on him a little bit towards the end of the year. And I think with Armani Toomer gone, that Steve Smith, not Peyton, Eli, that, uh, that. Yeah, it's really good. that uh, Steve Smith is going to be Eli's security blanket. And in the PPR format, he's going to be good. Greg Camarillo has shown in the PPR format that, uh, that he can be a very effective wide receiver. And uh, I was shying away from him earlier, but all indications are is – He's recovered from this ACL. He's lining up with the first team. And if that's the case, he'll probably outperform Ted Ginn or Don Bees huh. um, and, and be the number one receiver on the Dolphins. Well, I'll tell you so what, I've got I... the number one receiver on the Dolphins, in my opinion, yeah. the number one receiver on the Vikings, the number one receiver on, on the Giants. Chris Henry, all indications are he's actually starting to grow up and, and date girls that who's you know, are at least twenty years old and don't drink out of juice boxes anymore. Uh so I, I I think I've put together enough of a set of receivers that I can come up with at least two good ones to start based on matchups. I've got four excellent running backs from Willie Parker's your number four running back. I think you're in pretty good shape there. I've got Chris Cooley who is a great tight end in this format. Got the acknowledged number one quarterback. I like my team. Well, and again, you know, you, you've got a lot of um, the one player you really didn't mention was Mark Bradley. I kind of like him in the twelfth more than Camarillo, Steve Smith, and Percy Harvin from a fantasy football perspective this year. I think Mark Bradley think, will end up startable for you on, on several weeks with this team. 
I, I think Mark Bradley could be great. You know, the, only, the the question with him is, can he stay on the field? Yeah. If well, I've been a Mark Bradley fan for three years, and you know, just trying to get him to stay on the field has been the the trick. And if he can, he will absolutely be a producer in this format. Well, you know what? I, I don't want to hear any more of you knocking my wide receivers in Genesis when I look at these wide receivers in, in this draft, okay? So let, let's get that out of the way first. Secondly, you took Drew Brees. Uh, well, first of all, some people in the chat room want to ask. They've already asked you in the chat room, so let's, let's address that first. They want to know about the Westbrook over Calvin Johnson pick. Talk about Westbrook over Calvin Johnson for a second. Um, well, I think you're up, by the way. A- a- actually, I think Calvin Johnson went the pick before me. No, he went, not, no, he went one pick after. But go ahead and let's go ahead and make your pick, and we'll break down the rest of this draft while you're, and then you can come back on after you make your pick. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, disrupt you here. I just realized I was on the clock, yeah. but I got a guy queued up. Hold on. But John took Let Chris take... Johnson, Westbrook over Calvin Johnson, came back with Drew Brees, and that's the pick I want to talk about. Uh, at what point do you start to feel hey, like? My... At what point right. do you start to feel like the quarterback? Uh, okay, like Drew Brees, is more valuable to your team than having a solid stud like Dwayne Bowe or Brandon Marshall anchoring your wide receivers. So start with the Westbrook well, and then address Drew Brees. The, the Westbrook pick was, you know, I, I go into every draft with the plan, and ideally to me getting Chris Johnson in the first and Brian Westbrook in the second was paramount. In the third round, I was looking at Bush, Grant, Brady, Brees, Witten was the guy I was hoping would make it there who, who who didn't come close. As far as the wide receivers you mentioned, Dwayne Bowe, Dwayne Bowe won't be on any of my teams this year. Okay. None. Zero. I, I think Mark Bradley has the potential to score as many points as Dwayne Bowe, and I can get Bradley in the 12th versus wow. Bowe in the 3rd. Heard um, it here. Heard it here first, folks. Well, you know, even if I'm wrong about that, I don't think I'm going to – I think the difference in value isn't nine rounds or anywhere close to that. Well, Marshall, I've got, I've got on a couple of teams, but, you know, the guy's a knucklehead I'm a little worried about. Ideally, I was hoping because he was a knucklehead he'd slide back to the fourth. And if he, if he would have, I would have grabbed him there. Hey, if Mark Bradley outscores Dwayne Bowe, I will rightfully declare you the title. I am the smartest man alive! <laughs> I will give it to you. I will give you the title if, if that happens. But you know what? Uh, that, that's that's kind of what we want to see in this draft, just you know, the reasoning and, and the rationale for making these decisions. And, and so, in your opinion, you didn't see a wide receiver that could really anchor you down at, the, at that spot. Terrell Owens isn't doing it for you. Brandon Marshall not doing it for you, so you figure you'll take the points with Dwayne Bowe uh, or with Drew Brees. Well, you know, Marshall, T.O., those guys are guys that I think are okay value in the third. I think they're excellent value in the fourth. You know, if you look back at Genesis where I was drafting out of the 12 hole, I actually took T.O. and Marshall on the 3-4 turn. In the middle of the third round, and I hate drafting out of the middle of the round, but, you know, that's where we are. Um, I saw Breeze, and I'm a guy who who always preaches waiting on a quarterback and does it at least half the time. But uh, Brady or Breeze, 
in the middle of the third when I've got a running back, running back start, which gives me some flexibility because there's going to be some wide receivers there. I was hoping maybe in the fifth round Vincent Jackson would fall to me. Tommy took him. Um, I was hoping uh, maybe Royal would get down somewhere around the, that w- direction too. Um, and he didn't, but I was able to grab Grant in in the fourth, who is a guy that I had projected as possibly a, a third-round pick. I love him this year. I think he's going to have a big comeback year. Dave has pointed out his schedule during the playoff stretch is pretty brutal. Yeah. But I've got him as a number three back. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna be and, solid starting four running backs wide on everybody, and, and that's that's. And then was able to and then was able to come back with Cooley in this format, who, you know, Cooley is one of my probably top four tight ends. I've got him along with uh, Whitten and uh, probably Clark actually in my top three. Um, I I don't know about Gates and his health. And I don't think Tony Gonzalez is going to be nearly as good as a lot of people think. Well, you can't you can't knock the pick. I think I think it works out. Hang hang with us, uh, John, for a few minutes if, if you can, and, and we'll, we'll break down some more because you, you you're coming up here in just a minute. So I want to give you a minute to to check out your pick. Just hang tight with us, and we're going to take another caller from the nine zero one nine zero one. You're on the air. State your name and where you're from. This is Steve Carter, and I'm in Memphis. Hey, Steve. Steve is uh, in this draft, 99ers, and uh, Steve, welcome to the show, man. How are you feeling about the draft? You started off with D'Angelo Williams with the four pick. That's the highest I've seen him go this year. Talk to me about D'Angelo Williams. Well, I watched him for four years here in Memphis, and I saw him last year, and I know the kind of back he is. Homer pick. And then I, yeah, well, but I like him. Oh. And then I came back later and got Stewart when I wanted him. The only pick I think I missed, I missed Gonzalez because I had to sort by in the wrong category and ended up getting uh, sent boss. But that's not a bad pick either. So, wait a I'm, I'm, so in, in the seventh round, you, you, you landed Santana Moss, and, and you wanted who? I wanted Gonzalez. Anthony Gonzalez? Yeah. Okay. But I, but I had it on the sort by, I had it on the wrong category, and I missed him. I thought he was gone. Ah. Uh, you know, which these things can happen, but Santana Moss is not a bad receiver. No, uh, no, he's not, and, and especially with, with the other options they have there. Apparently the other wide receivers they drafted last year, um, Devin Thomas and um, what's the other guy, Malcolm Kelly, uh, neither yeah. one of those have really panned out. Now Devin Thomas does have some upside here and some potential, and he's on the board here. Uh, might not be a bad pick for you in a couple picks here, just to kind of make sure that you do have that Washington wide receiver thing locked up in case of uh, in case of emergency here. Santana Moss does have a – a tendency to go down, and, and Devin Thomas did flash a little bit, uh, you know, late there in the season. That maybe there is something there to look forward to. Well, I also I also picked up uh, Hickson. But you're on the clock, by the way, too, Steve. Yeah, and you're, I'm you're getting ready clock. to. I'm getting ready to pick that guy since you helped me with him. I'm going to go ahead and take him. <laughs> okay, Devin Thomas is going to uh, come off the board here to back up Santana Moss. Let's 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 run down the rest of the team for the listeners that aren't following the draft live. You started with D'Angelo Williams at four, came back in the second with Anquan Bolden. No complaints here so far. Round three, pick four, you have Marquez Colston. You have a very solid three-team start here, three-man start. That was way I planned it. Oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. To get those types of wide receivers at two, nine, and three, four, 
you're ecstatic. I mean, I know I would be. At 3-4 to get Marquez Colston, I'd be very thrilled with that start. Let's look at now, do you, do you make or break the rest of this draft will be the question. You're already ahead of the game in my book. At 4-9, you take Jonathan Stewart. What do you, is that a handcuff, in your opinion, or is that somebody you plan on starting in, out of the gate? Well, that's a handcuff, obviously, but look what those two guys did together last year. When one wasn't doing it, the other one was. Right. You know, and I don't see it being any different this year. If anything, they're going to be better because they're playing together better. That's a good team in Carolina. Right. Yeah, and, and that's, so, kind of what, that's kind of what we broke down earlier in the show. We think that both those guys, you can plug them in, and you kind of have that Fitz-Bolden effect. You, you're going to get one big game out of one of them for sure, very likely, and then the other one's going to have a decent to average game, uh, if not a big game himself. I mean, that, that offense puts up two, three rushing touchdowns a game, and so you're locking them all down. That was the idea. And I, I like picked that. up Kurt Warner to go along with the handcuff for with the combo with uh, Bolton. Because Bolton is going to sign back with the Cardinals, in my opinion. I don't see him leaving. Well, I, I like what you pulled off, and I like that strategy. Now, the question will be, in week four, on that bye week, you're going to be missing Kurt Warner. Well, wait a minute. Dave, you said this isn't a head-to-head league, right? So uh, if he so if you put up some low points in one week, it's not going to be uh, – it's not like a, an L. You just have some points to catch up. So you do have Kurt Warner, D. Will, Jonathan Stewart, and Anquan Bolden all on by at week four. Uh, did bye weeks come into your uh, strategy here at all, Steve? Somewhat, but I think I've got people to cover that week four, and if not, that's early in the season, and look what i got for the rest of the year. Yeah, you took uh, Lindale White here in the sixth. Uh, I don't know, does anybody have an ADP in front of him? Is that about where he's been going lately, uh, Lindale White in the sixth? I don't, I'm I don't not know. sure what I've seen. I don't know if I expect Lindale White to have as many carries in his big – I know he lost a lot of weight uh, in he's the offseason. He's in good shape, and I'm looking for him to get those goal line carries is what I'm looking for. I think you can That's still expect exactly him. That's exactly right. He's, he's going to get a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, I think you could still expect him to get quite a few of those goal line carries. I think Chris Johnson will pick up some of those for sure. Well, um, you know, if, if Chris Johnson doesn't bust the uh, 20, 25-yard carries to the end zone, uh, it's going to rely on Linda White. But I and, like and he's nice to plug in there at four. And I also picked, also picked up Sproles. Sproles is a very yeah. nice pick in the eighth. Um Sproles and Jay Cutler to back up uh, Kurt Warner just in case. I don't think there will be a time you will start Jay Cutler. You'll, you'll start Warner every week unless he goes down. You have very good insurance. I've got uh, LaRon McCain, McCain uh, also. who he's, He picks up a few touchdowns. So uh, I think I'm good if something happens with D'Angelo and Stewart. Yeah, I, I like what you did. Now, looking at the Kurt Warner pick, you had Aaron Rodgers, a younger version, a gunslinging version. What uh, what made you uh, want to take an older 37-year-old quarterback over Aaron Rodgers? Because of the combo with Anquan Bolden, I really think it's going to happen, and I think he's going to be there. And if not, I, I covered it in some other areas. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm I'm pretty happy with the team. I've had worse. Well, yeah, and you said you said you rather would have had Anthony Gonzalez there over Santana Moss, and that would have that. But the, but the, both those players are, are are right along the same caliber, I think. Uh, I like the Darren Sproles pick. I don't. I'm looking at these picks, Steve, and I don't see one that I that really shocks me as one that says, "Oh, I wouldn't have made that pick." 
the Jonathan Stewart pick is probably the first one that I look at and I say, okay, you know what, um, maybe I take an, a, a, a Vincent Jackson there or an Antonio Bryant. But Jonathan Stewart gives you that upside that that's the kind of pick I like in Vegas. If I'm in Vegas and I want um, a make-or-break type player, and I like the combo strategy, starting them both, I think I it would work this year. I don't think there's a better handcuff than those two. I agree if with you. Talk, if you're talking handcuff, I think that's the best one on the board. And uh, I've neglected my tight ends for a little while, but I think i got two that can uh, produce a little bit. I'm not that overly enthusiastic about the 1.5 I'd rather, uh, points per catch. I'd rather go ahead with some uh, good running backs and some good receivers. Yeah, that is a good point here that you brought up, Steve. You you kind of uh, neglected the tight end spot, and you end up with Kevin Boss as your tight end, along with Brandon Pettigrew late. Might not be a bad idea to pick up um, pick up another tight end that maybe has some upside. Uh, I don't know if there is one left at this point in the draft. We're already into round 17, but um, you know maybe a Sean Buffalo or something. To try to maximize Boss a little bit, I also picked up Eli. So you know. It gives me a combo there. So you have three quarterbacks at this point. Yeah. You, you never know when they're going to go down. Wow. And then, like I said, I do have a 37-year-older in Kurt Warner. Okay. Well, you know what, but, Steve? Yeah, I like, I like what you did. There's a couple of picks there that, you know, at the end, of, you know, it's, it's just all personal preference here, how you build the team. Uh, you know, I don't think you really needed a third quarterback. You know, the fact that you had Jay Cutler already to back up Bo- uh, Warner. You know, but you know what? Um you know, to each his own, and you've got uh, you've got a good start. I like what you like what you put together. I like the Darren Sproles pick too. I think that's a guy that people are going to look back and say, "What in the heck was I sleeping for?" Because if you guys remember what Sproles did in the playoffs, in our playoff challenge, I mean, I know LT was out, and and that's going to probably require um, LT to to miss some time or to just cre- you know involve into a new role in that offense. But I see I see that happening for LT at this point already. I don't see I, LT getting 25 carries uh, this year. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. I think LT has a chronic foot issue that's going to keep coming back to haunt him. Yeah, the guy makes these cuts that are just unbelievable, and, and he and he sticks and moves. Good job, Josh. I, I think those are the types of moves that create those injuries, and I don't think LT can be LT without those injuries at this point in the game. That's just kind of what I feel, and I think you're going to hit. I think you're going to strike gold with that Darren Sproles pick myself. So. He's a good backup. I know he'll get some curious when I need him. Well, Steve, thanks for joining us, man, and uh, good job on the draft. Uh, make sure and come back and, and uh, we'll check out the show next week, and, and we'll see you on the boards. I got you. See okay, you later, buddy. Scott. That's Steve Carter, uh, retiring this year from the uh, detective uh, position, law enforcement. Uh, been doing that for 25 years in Memphis, so uh, definitely a well-deserved retirement and a good friend of mine. Uh, been a high stakes player ever since uh, ever since high stakes fantasy football has been around. He's been right there in the thick of things. So uh, let's get some more drafters to call in. We've got 25 minutes left in the show. I still haven't heard from some of you guys that have been putting together these teams. Um, there's a couple of you that I want to hear from. Ollie called in the show. Uh, Lance called in last week. If you feel free to call in. We still haven't heard from Tommy with this Larry Fitzgerald strategy. Uh, Don, Don, welcome to call in. Billy. Uh, John called us up. John's actually still on the line with us. Uh, John, your buzzing meter's a little bit high tonight, but uh, you're putting together a pretty good team, buddy. I'm working on it, and my buzzing meter's nowhere near as high as Mike's. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You got some winner, winner, chicken dinner. 
Hey, you got some in the chat room that might disagree, but hey, you put together a good team here, and uh, I tell you, I, I like what I'm seeing out of a couple of these teams. Azuri uh, put together a real solid team here. Uh, he, he has he has a lot of success in these formats, and he's playing FFPC this year. But to start off your draft with Andre Johnson and Randy Moss, that's just nasty. That's filthy. Donnie's a good player. I've I've been playing against him in payday sports leagues okay. and WCOFF satellites for three or four years. Okay. And, you know, you hear him come on, on the draft boards running his mouth, I won this many leagues and that many leagues. I've seen a lot of leagues that Donnie's won. Wow. And, it, and he, he is a very good player. Well, and Dave reminded me, you know, Donnie's the guy that was just uh, like a, a decision or two away from winning the million dollars in the uh, FFOC, right? So, yeah, it was just a decision or two away. I don't know what happened. Um, John, we're going to put you on hold here for a minute. we got a caller from the 617, uh, 617 area code. Uh, state your name and where you're from. He's listening to the uh, live broadcast rather than his cell phone or his phone. If you listen to your phone, there's a little bit, there's about a 10-second delay there. Hey, Scott, it's Donnie. All right, Donnie. How you doing, buddy? Azuri. Azuri here. Yeah, that was me. I benched Andre Johnson and lost a million last year, by the way, oh. for Marshall. You I would have won the million if I played Andre Johnson against uh, Tennessee. Okay, well, you're going yep. to you're gonna have to talk to us about this. Nobody knows what the heck you're talking about. You were in a challenge in the FFOC, and you, you're, you have an option... To, to, to bench Andre Johnson? Why would you ever bench Andre I was loaded. I had Marshall and Steve Smith. I was loaded. It's only a 10-team league. I was in a rookie draft, you know, with a bunch of, with a bunch of newbies, and, and I, had, I was loaded. I was four deep with all, with all wide receivers. Okay. He was, he was my worst choice. He really was. Believe me, I threw it around with everybody in the industry. I was calling and talking to everyone that week because I knew it was a big, it was a big uh, decision. Right. I ended up playing Marshall over him. You know how hot Marshall was. Right. I played Marshall over, and Johnson had a big week against uh, against uh, Tennessee. Man, well, I tell you what, those are the breaks. Sometimes those matchups, man, you you think one thing and you do the other. You know, that's usually what happens. Yeah. You, you know, it seems like that. And way if I had played him, I would end up being the eventual winner. That was the killer. Oh, that was the killer. I would end. Up, I would have been but the eventual you winner. You gotta, you gotta go to therapy. For you something just gotta like shake that. it off. But it was hard. It was hard. I was thinking of retirement. I was thinking of retiring, but I couldn't do it. He was thinking of of retiring. Well, you know what? I tell you what. Some people like Some people like to play the victim role, and and that's a suit that that, that suits you. You know, in that role, I tell you, I I would feel the same way as you, Donnie. There was no way I'd be able to shake that off. I'd be talking about it for years. I was sick. I was sick. Trust me. I, I would be putting it in my SIGs in my message boards. I'd just be like, man, I, 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 I should have won the million, you know, or something. But right, let's, let's get off let's, that. What do you think of my draft here? That I, all right. I, I, I was think the first to take a kicker, Funny. but I don't think it was a bad pick. Hey, you got my fav- You drafted my favorite player, uh, one of my favorite players in the NFL, and it was a late-round yeah. pick for you, uh, round number 11, Michael Bush. You took Michael Bush. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's a guy. He sent. He single-handedly sent John Gruden into retirement. <laughs> yeah, he killed our, me against. He, he killed me in the playoffs against uh, Tampa Bay. 
Yeah, as our buddy uh, Chill Bill told us uh, a couple weeks ago, Michael Bush sent John Gruden into retirement with that 150-yard uh, day. And uh, he's the type of guy I think once once you see him with Darren McFadden on the field, uh, those guys are going to come. I think he's going to put Froggis well. into retirement too sooner or later. I agree with you, my man. Well, let, let, hey, let's Donnie, look at it. Uh, hey, Donnie, it's Mike. And, uh, you know, How you doing, Mike? How's it going? Hang in there. Are we going to finish up at 77, 77.6 uh, or what? Yeah, when I'm done here. Am I up? I don't I'll know. I'll have to go check that when I'm up. I'll you have to go check that clock. when I'm up. Well, let, let's so take a look at the team. Did I reach for Guskowski? Did I reach too far for Guskowski, you think? <laughs> 16th? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're on, we're on the same page, man. I think no, he's going to have a big year, Scott. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. We're, we're, let's try to stay away from breaking down the kickers. But here we go. Andre Johnson, <laughs> Randy Moss start. Fantastic. You're looking for any kind of running back semblance. Uh, Pierre Thomas was sniped a couple picks in front of you. I'm sure yeah, you would have liked I that. I wanted him too, Scott. I wanted him. At 311, huh? No, Man, I that, wanted if you would have had Pierre Thomas, this would have been a sick, filthy team, okay? Yeah. Okay, oh, but I Kevin Smith. Hey, Kevin Smith is no joke. You, then you come back with no, no like Sean Moreno. I like that story. Yeah, the upside of Noshon. He's going to catch a lot of balls, Noshon. I'm going to have a lot of points for reception on the game, tons of them. I'm going to have 20, 30 catches a week here, I think. Well, and now the, the the question, okay, you knew you were going to take three running backs here, so it didn't really matter what Hawk and Roll was doing at this point. You said, i got to take a running back, and i got to take one coming back the other way, so it doesn't matter which one I pick. Then you take Derek Ward before... And you, and you know you're going to get one of these wide receivers back. You're looking at Holmes, Cotchery, Royal, Jackson. Any I of love those. Royal this year. Oh. Royal's playing the Welker spot in that offense. He's going to catch probably 90, 100 balls. Oh, you're absolutely right. It's a great pick there. That's your wide receiver three, and they're just going to get devastated by you every week, man. It's a team healthy. If I can keep them three wide receivers healthy, I think I'll be all right, those top three, because I'm kind of weak after them. Okay, and then let's look at the tight end. You took John Carlson and Jeremy Shockey. I like him a lot this year. I like the tight ends. I can play them both, by the way. You can play three tight ends in this league if you want. One, two, or three. Dual flex. This is a great team, Dave. Oh, I totally agree. I think you did a really, really good job. I mean, you know, like right. a lot of those guys. You know, Shockey's another upside-type player. He had, like, 500 receiving yards last year, and he was injured most of the year. So I think he, you know, Let's hope he gets his head on right with Breeze. Yeah. Stop drinking well, so much in Vegas, and he's all right. Well, and you know what? All right, what? my picks are coming up, guys. Someone else get on. My picks are coming up. Okay, Good show. Donnie. Thanks for yep. having me. Yep. All right. Take, that was, take care, my friends. That was Donnie, and uh, that's Team Missouri from the 617. And uh, I'll tell you what, they, he put together a team with a little bit of risk at the running back spot. Some people can't stomach that kind of risk after you leave a draft and you look at your, and you look at your lineup and you're sitting there with Kevin Smith as your one, no Sean Moreno, unproven as your two, and Derek Ward, again, possibly in a timeshare as your three. Now, Derek Ward signed a pretty big contract, and usually when you sign that type of deal, you're not going to sit on the bench. You're going to get your, your good 15 carries. We have the tornado sirens going off here in Indianapolis again, so the mother storm cell is coming through the city uh, as we speak. But uh, we are turning it out for the Red versus Blue listeners. <laughs> you risked your life tonight, Scott, just to do this show. We did. We did. We had candles, lanterns. I was, I was, I was at the house. I'm toughing it out. I'm like, you know what? Maybe the power is going to come back on. And um, at about 10:20, I said, you know what? I just, we just got to roll. We got to get out of here. So we took off. I drive down the street, 
And funny thing is, I start to see lights are on. So I swing it back around, come back to the house. I look back on our street. Our street is black. Our street is dark. I'm like, okay, there's two streets right here that are dark. The rest of the neighborhood is just fine. I'm like, what the heck has happened? So uh, anyway, we, we cut back, came to the office, and here we are. We got a caller from the 412 that just came on. So caller from the 412, state your name and where you're from. Maybe turn down your volume on your computer. Yes, I just did that. Hi, Scotty. This is Tom Yates. I'm uh, uh, Team One Recovery Boys. How you doing? We're glad to have you, Tommy. This is uh, this has been one heck of a draft, and you started us all off with Larry Fitzgerald from the one spot. We're going to be talking about it for months. Talk to us Love about that pick. Love my boy Fitz. He went to Pitt, you know, good old number 11. I, I drafted him in the first round in the NFFC last year. Uh, I have a bit of a history with him, and uh, I think he's a safe pick there. I think he's good for 300 points. Uh, that's the, the downside with him, especially in this format. And... Um, and he's safe as far as I'm concerned. I mean, he's a horse. You know, he catches everything. Uh, he's, he's, he goes up. He beats defensive backs for the ball. He's got uh, Warner's looking for him all the time. I saw I was in the Super Bowl. He's just amazing. I mean, uh, the, the catch he as, as the game goes on, he gets stronger. As the season goes on, he gets stronger. He's as steady as they come. And um, as long as he doesn't get hurt, I mean, he's as, he's as good or as safe as anybody. I love having him. Well, I, I completely agree with you. I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that pick. If it's a player you want, I don't think he is any more less or more valuable than one of those top running backs. And, uh, you know, what Ooh, what, 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 does, what does a top running back do for you that a top wide receiver doesn't? Somebody tell me that. Where does that what? obsession come from for us fantasy players where we feel like we have to have the top running back over the top wide receiver when very likely the top wide receiver is going to score more points? Bottom line is you got to score more points than the other guys, and if you can get it done with wide receivers, why not? If uh, and I feel safe taking them. I don't care. There's, running backs are going to be there in the second and third round. They're going to be there in the seventh and eighth round. It's just a question of picking the right ones, and uh, you know you take a shot. So I take a shot, and I I uh, I like Fitz. I love having a team starting off with Fitz. If he's there, I'm going to take him. Well, and I, and I tell you what, I don't. I think we're seeing that uh, transition. We're seeing it in. Um, we're seeing it in the dynasty leagues. We're yeah. seeing wide receivers start off right out of the gate with Andre and Larry Fitzgerald as the, and Calvin as the top three dynasty wide receiver players being drafted. And now we're starting to see it in redrafts. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just happy to see it here. Uh, it, it shows that uh, these these players that are in this league and you specifically, uh, Tommy, aren't afraid to take the plunge and and kind of set the trend for these high stakes leagues to come. I don't think, my gut is, and this is just my gut, I don't think we've seen the last of Larry Fitzgerald or somebody like that, Randy Moss or Andre, being taken number one in these dynasty formats or in these uh, redraft formats. I, I think you're probably right. I mean, you know, the beauty of this season is that it's, it's kind of opened up. I mean, people are, going, are coming at it with different philosophies. Uh, you and Dave were having a real nice conversation earlier in the show about uh, uh, running backs versus wide receiver going early. And Dave is of the mind, you know, he, he made a real good point about uh, wide receivers not getting the ball as much, your quarterback gets hurt. You know, so in, in my case, with a guy like Fitz, I think, well, Warner's there, and I also think that Liner's ready to, to step in if he has to also. So I consider that a team that has, that has uh, two good shots. Also, another thing you guys didn't talk about is in, in a format like this, the, the playoff weeks are 14, 15, and 16. You look at Arizona's schedule at the end of the year, they have some nice games, 14, 15, and 16. 
uh, yeah, uh, for wide receivers. So, I mean, for the whole team, you know, Wells, uh, whoever's on that team. Bolton, I don't. I don't think there's a defense that can stop Larry Fitzgerald. I think we saw that. So, I that, that may be the case, but I don't think there's anything that holds it back. Let's talk about those other picks, though. You, you pass on the running back, and then you have a chance at a Ronnie Brown type player at the turn here. Uh, and, and you say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and take Jason Witten and Reggie Bush. Talk about that turn. Well, you know, with the FFPC, it's uh, it's 1.5 for the tight end. I think that Witten, I mean, I just I look at him and I just I think he's going to have 20 more catches than anybody else. That's the way I see it this year. There's uh, there's not a lot of competition for the ball in Dallas, and uh, and you know he and I think he and Romo sleep together. I mean, they're they're just together that much. They're hooked at the hip. Totally so agree. For him all day long. What's that? I said I totally agree. I mean, that is a perfect combination right there. Those two go at each other all day long, and then when it came to running back, Ronnie Brown was a consideration, but I I think Ricky Williams is going to is, is gonna vulture a lot of his stuff down there. I, and Ronnie Brown, to me, you know, he, he, he gets hurt a little too much. I think that uh, – I think that down and, – and Bill Parcells, I just – I don't think – I don't I, – I see that team down there as splitting it up a little bit more. With Reggie Bush – of course, you've got uh, Pierre Thomas down there now, and he's going to do the Deuce McAllister thing. But Reggie Bush can catch ninety balls too. Tommy, uh, you're on the 90. you're on the clock, buddy. Mr. Oh, Irrelevant, what's the last pick? Mr. Irrelevant, you had the first pick, and now you have the last pick. Let's take a look at this squad here, and and, and who else is left? Take Vic, Michael Vic. Michael, no, I'm taking another. <laughs> Don't you know do it, baby. Don't Take do it. it. When you draft this early hey, in the season, you, but, I, I like to take two kickers in case one gets hurt. In but the before season. you do that, but before you do that, Tommy, don't we have a free agency week coming up before the season starts? Oh, we do. Yes, yeah. as a matter of fact, yeah, I forgot all about. Okay, Michael Vick, where is he? Where the heck is he? Dante Stallworth out there too. Let's do it. <laughs> do it. I don't see him in there. I've only got forty-two seconds. <laughs> uh, you can you can put a placeholder in. Just type in the word. Uh, go to the placeholder quarterback. Oh, okay. right, if you draft on. placeholder, then they can go ahead and get you Michael Vick. Give me you can't be sure you want. Don't let me convince you. Give me the guy. Oh, you know what? No, I'm not taking him. You know who I'm taking? I see him right there, Mark Sanchez. I like him. I there you go. Uh, now, that, now that's talking sense. He's a forty guy. Yeah, for I, I don't have great quarterbacks. I usually wait. Um, I'm I've I've gone to Lou school and uh, uh, Lou Tranquilly. You, know, you wait and you wait on the quarterback for the most part. I mean, I don't always do it, but um, but uh, I, in something like this, I, I see guys like the quarterback position. Um, guys, ten through twenty to me. I mean, they're they're all kind of the same. There's only a couple guys right at the very top, and I'm not willing to take them that early usually, unless you get six points for a touchdown pass. And uh, here at the FFPC, we don't. So. Um, I kind of want to wait on the quarterback and and, uh, and go from there. So, anyway, that's the way I do it. And and uh, and you know, when there's, a draw, there's a lot of good a lot of good teams in this particular draft, and and uh, you know, I can live with mine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I feel I feel the same way. You know, when I was looking at it uh, earlier, as we were going through uh, rounds uh, five, six, seven, I was like, oh. I'm not that good, and then I got Preston. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not that good. But as it kept on going, I'm not too bad. So I'm looking forward. I to went, it. Hey, Mike, 
I wanted Breston. Yeah. I like Steve Breston. I watched him play in high school. That guy is nice. And if Bolden doesn't end yeah. up there, he's going to move into that another number two spot, and he'll catch everything too. I watched him in Woodland Hills High School here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and he is a good wide receiver. He is ready to step into the number two role, and he got a thousand yards last year in the number three role. He can do it again this year. Well, hey, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I, I think he can. I think he can, given the opportunity, and that's what uh, that's what every player wants—the opportunity. Another guy you got that, that's not getting a lot of love anywhere that I like. I think this might be the only draft I didn't get him, and I almost took him as a four-five turn. But I just wanted to see how far he would go. Was Thomas Jones? I've, Thomas I've been taking Jones, him yeah. all over the place. Nobody's no. He's, he's not getting any love from anybody. Well, Mike, no, he's, uh, not getting, he's not getting any love because it's just a, a new situation, a different situation in New York. But uh, you know, I, I think he'll be fine there. Hey, guys, yeah, I, just, right. I just posted a, a nice color chart, a very nice color chart uh, in the chat room breaking down the entire draft. We have about eight minutes left, and uh, it just gives you a nice, colorful representation, just like the draft boards in Vegas do. So if you can see the chat room, just click that link. It will pull up the draft board for you. And, uh, man, we, 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 could, we could spend some more time on this. I mean, we could, we could do some overtime in this draft uh, if you guys want. Um, I'm I'm about done, but I want I want to wish uh, Donnie good luck. Yeah, well Donnie's already off the air. He's he's in the chat room, so you can go ahead and wish him that good luck. Uh, Hawk and roll here. Just looking at this draft, he started two running back, went four wide, and then three more running backs with Jamal, Julius, and Fred Taylor. Talk about some veteran starters that should get carries. Uh, ended up with Dion Branch and Nate Burleson also as guys that will get. Re- I mean this guy. This is the type of team, and I wonder if this is – I'd like to get his feedback, if he could call in the show or maybe even just come and, and give a take in the chat room next week uh, or on the message boards. I wonder if this has been his strategy all along, Dave. Have you, have you looked at how he's, his teams have been constructed before? Because all I see from all the way down to about 15 rounds deep with Creighton and Bobby Ingram, I see starters, players that you could comfortably, without a question, put in there and, make, and, and you know that they're going to rack up something. Yeah, you know, actually, I'm not really familiar with how Hawk and Roll normally drafts, although, you know, he is the number one ranked fantasy player in the world, according to football diehards. So, I mean, you know, this is you have to pay attention to what he's doing because he's obviously doing something right. So a lot of success in the world championship of fantasy football. And, um, you know, you're going to get steady points out of every single one of the guys. He's not taking the little benefits of the world like we talked about earlier. I mean, the guy has never done anything. Jamal Lewis, I mean, this guy's had 1,300, 1,500-yard season with 12 touchdowns before. So, you know, might be a strategy that people should look at. Well, just remember, we were talking Earl Bennett in the 14th, okay? And so I know. I'm not right on your pick. I, I'm just I saying. Think, <laughs> I think at this point in the draft, if I'm a hawk and roll, I think that's about the time I can take a little bit of risk is in the 14th, you know, because I don't see much in here and getting in the way. And I saw, you know, Deion Branch. I, and he's got Deion Branch and Nate Burleson there for Seattle. Um, well, he is from Seattle, you know. He's from hawk and roll. He's from Washington. So maybe yeah. he's place. Well, there you go. Maybe that maybe that explains the Julius Jones, Branch, and Burleson picks. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> and, and Ingram he used to be on Seattle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got You got to get that out too. So, uh, yeah. but it is. It's it's a safe draft, and it looks like there's just starters uh, all around the board here. Let's take a look at Coyote Streaker's team for a minute. We've got about five minutes left in the show. Uh, Ladanian Thomason, Pierre Thomas, as his running backs with Joseph Adai, LT Pierre, and Adai, along with Fred Jackson and Sean Green. Wide receivers, he puts piece together Wayne, Hushmanzada, Hester, Ginn, Mike Walker, Miles Austin, Greg Olson at tight end, Phillip Rivers at quarterback. 
What do you think about that team? Yeah, I like it. You know, I'm not a big Tomlinson fan myself, but I know, you know, I, I think Mike says he he likes Tomlinson this year. I just, I just, I personally not a big fan of taking a guy with 3,000 career carries on him already in the first round, but that's just my own personal opinion. I like Reggie Wayne and Pierre Thomas a lot. Yeah, I do too. I, I think with LT Pierre Joseph Adai in the sixth, I think is uh, is good value, uh, especially you know with. Donald Brown being a motivating factor for Joe Adai, I think you're going to see a, 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 that start to take its effect on Joe Adai, and, 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 and we're going to see something out of him. Uh, I like what he put it pulled off. I, Pierre Thomas has been a player that we're seeing go in the third. Greg Olson in the fifth, I think it gives you the tight end value that you need in this format. I'm a firm believer in making sure that you have a tight end covered in this draft. And, Rivers uh, is a steal in the seventh, don't you think? I mean, like, you can take Rivers in the seventh, and next pick is Schaub. And then three or four picks later, you have Carson Palmer. I mean, to me, there's a big drop-off after Rivers once you get into the Schaub-Palmer neighborhood. Well, and some and some guys are are, are wondering what Philip Rivers is going to do this year. Is he going to throw as much as he had to last year? Obviously, he had to because of the LT issues. Um, but if LT and um, – I guess he's kind of hedging his bet here. If LT's healthy, he's got LT. <laughs> you know, but if he doesn't and LT is not healthy, then Philip Rivers becomes that quarterback that you need to start and put in there every week. So – I can kind of understand that on some level. Ted Ginn, uh, a starting wide receiver one uh, in the ninth round, I think is is very good value. Uh, getting a wide receiver one when other players are taking Percy Harvin and you know Willis McGahey and <clears throat> Matt Ryan, <laughs> Kevin Curtis. I mean, these are all guys that you know you you, you get the starting wide receiver one in Miami, uh, albeit, but uh, it's still a starting uh, wide receiver one in the ninth round. I think that's good value. This is only his third year again, right? This is his third year. I mean, not the, the whole breakout theory. You know, that kind of plays into it a little bit. Right. Or is it his fourth? Whatever. <laughs> Let's look at, uh, again, uh, Billy Waz, Steven Jackson, Marshawn Lynch are his running backs with Willis McGahee, Charles Norwood, Calvin Johnson, Braylon Edwards, Anthony Gonzalez, Kevin Walter, pretty solid there, Antonio Gates in the third, so maybe if he has uh, a healthy Antonio Gates on the squad, and then Donovan McNabb. I, I don't see any, any type of uh, picks that surprise me. He's going to have to throw in McGahee, Charles, or Norwood for the first couple of weeks, three weeks with Marshawn Lynch out. Uh, but after that, it's, it's Steven Jackson and Lynch show, along with those four wide receivers, very likely, Walter, Gonzalez, Edwards, and Calvin. I think he, uh, I think he put together a nice squad. Yeah, he's very solid. And then uh, Lance. Let's take a look at Lance real quick before we have to go. Matt Forte, Larry Johnson. Very thin at running back after that with Ahmad Bradshaw and Kevin Falk. Very thin. Wide receiver heavy. Wes Welker, Antonio Bryant. Uh, well, then Donnie Avery, Michael Crabtree, Isaac Bruce. Uh, some risk there with some some risk there with Avery and Crabtree. Winslow is a starter in this format. Zach Miller could be a starter, so he could take care of his flex there with Zach Miller. And then he's got uh, the edge with Tom Brady, obviously. So. Hey, there was some big uh, – Dave, I, I really appreciate you helping out. Uh, it yeah, was, no problem. Glad to do it. It was essential to us being able to do this show this week. Um, otherwise, Great we would have been, we would have been uh, very late to the game, and um, we just appreciate you helping us out. And uh, I know you didn't sign up for this. <laughs> but you, <laughs> I know, no problem. You, you pulled through in the clutch, and we pulled off uh, the first-ever play-by-play commentary draft for the FFPC, man. We were glad to do it. Thanks for having me. All right, Mike. What do you think, man? You've uh, you've got your team surrounded. Let's take a look at the red versus blue squad before we have to go here. Uh, Dave, by the way, I'm, you don't per- I'm pretty I'm pretty happy about it. Up. What I 